Cheshire lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe, fuzzy woolly toes. He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. Everybody. Welcome back to Fly Casual. I'd let that just keep going, but I fear for all of our well-being. Ah, it's Corey here, and guess what? We are kicking off a Lord of the Rings-a-thon of sorts, and tonight we are going to be talking about Fellowship of the Rings, so you're going to want to stick around for the super extended ultra melt-your-brain edition of Fly Casual. Let's get ready to ring You seem like weak sauce to me right now. Why? Why do I weak seem like sauce. weak sauce to you? I'm, is it because I'm drinking strong sauce? No, the, and next the to the it, music I'm weak was sauce. Really quiet now because you guys have Get good. sensitive ears. I know all about the weak sauce. It, it it certainly isn't because I turned down the volume when I was playing Christmas music while you were peeing and then forgot to turn it back up and then slowly turned it back up while you were staring at the mixing board with a confused look on your face. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> okay. Right around the corner. Right. Guaranteed. I was afraid it was that. Josh is making eyes at me and I'm looking at him like, I'm not even looking at the mixing board. I'm just sliding my thumb going, loo, loo, loo. I mean, not. I wasn't doing all those things. <laughs> That's good. Because I would have to take you out back. The opposite of that. Oh, to the woodshed. Yes. I love the woodshed. I have to make you pick your own switch. <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm such no. an expert ah, switch picker. Damn, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna Can't stop be too small. Don't make me stop double. this car right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you get a small one. That's right. You got to double them up. Be you know. Now the key is to get one heavy enough that you know it has its own drag. See, yeah. that's the key. Make, I can't even man, make no. mamma work for it. You got to strap the oranges to him so that it gets good bruises. <laughs> strap the oranges to the switch. That's how you get the bruises. The oranges. How do you everyone strap an that. orange to anything? Uh, everyone knows that's how you get good bruises from oranges. <laughs> I mean, I can see strapping a banana to it, but that would just be a mess. I don't know how I'd strap an oranges. orange to something. What, yeah. are, what are those maybe, maybe duct that tape. have the things that come off? The morning the, stars? Uh, well, yeah. Flail? Flail? Yeah. yeah. You can do it like a flail with the oranges. You guys not know your medieval weaponry? So, I mean, what, cat, do, you, what do you tails, sit guys. down first and crochet a cozy for the orange that also then can be tied to the switch? I mean, I want like to swing. know the mechanics of an orange being tied to something. No, it's just that you tie, you put them in socks. And then okay, you, and so then you, you put the orange the in a sock to, to the, a sturdy and switch. Then now, how do you attach you, a sock to something? You, Again, you, I don't understand. You take a chair and you cut a hole out at the bottom of the chair. Is this chair. how you beat somebody without showing any bruises? Oh, to no, tell everyone you died. Know what talking about? This is how, no, this is how you, you get good Touching bruises without much actual abuse. Hmm. Ah. No, for some reason, I for some reason I know about this from people who claim to get abducted by aliens, and then they actually just realize. Who do that you they, hang out with? They beat themselves uh, with oranges to get the bruises because yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> take an orange and throw it at someone as hard as you can. It's not going to hurt too bad. Is that what the good, aliens are doing? It's better than they're a throwing ball. oranges at people. They're abducting people to throw fruit at them. It's better than you don't get balls. a bruise and you get a tasty snack. Well, now <laughs> after soccer, I want to make. A, I mean, it's a little, it's a little tender shooter. at that point. You know, you got the potato guns or an orange shooter. Hey, dude, I had the carrot rifle. I made the carrot rifle long barrel and it shot baby carrots. A little. Didn't you put rifling in there? No, but I like to call it. Okay, it was a carrot musket. Leave me alone. <laughs> Either it was more like a musket with the amount of effort taken to fire. Yeah, well, I, I probably told ever, this. 
I probably told the story of the podcast a long time ago. No, I've never done that. Like the, the trebuchet, trebuchet pumpkin chunking. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I worked pumpkin. with engineers who were hardcore into that though. They were like that was like a passion. That's what, good stuff. Doing right that there. kind of stuff. Yeah, the carrot rifle. I made in my parents' basement when I was, you know, home, I don't know, probably during the summer of college during college at some point. And I'm just sitting down there bored one night and I had all this uh PVC pipe and, As you and, do. and a grill lighter, a <laughs> button you like you do, yeah. and a lot of Aquanet. <laughs> okay. Like I, you do. I, re- I remember this now. Yeah. Well, you've seen it because you saw the chair with the hole in it, because I didn't realize how well it would shoot a baby <laughs> carrot. Because I was just sitting there in the basement, like loo and I test fired it, and then a wicker chair was missing about a one-inch diameter <laughs> hole. <laughs> because that the carrot shot right right through it and ricocheted off three walls and i was like oh that's right explosives are dangerous we just put drano and tinfoil in a two liter bottle and ran away <laughs> see i always wanted to try that but i didn't learn about it till college which oh. doesn't really actually explain why we it didn't totally try that. doesn't work don't try it no don't do it there. the drano Covered and the tinfoil never that was something i learned from oh. early internet that's what you those. have to actually get real tinfoil Anarchist cookbook, baby. I believe Get that off the bulletin board service. I was aluminium. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to remember because I remember there being a distinction in this. Well, you had to use tin foil or aluminum foil. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I don't remember either. But I remember at the time having at least someone brought up the same and, question. Like, well, wait, 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 wait. Why would you even say tin foil there, Garrick? Is that like the blow up the toilet trick? Aluminium. Well, I'm cherry bombs. Is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that either, kids. Can you even get cherry bombs anymore? Is an M80 even a thing that still exists? Hey, hey, kids, come over here and play with these smaller sticks of dynamite. It's a good <laughs> idea. We, we, we can get bump bomb stocks, night, but we so. can't get Whoa. cherry cherry bombs anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah I, got Mike, gone. Gone. I got Mike. I got Mike back on. <laughs> she used to call that the she used to call that the smile driver. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ew. she called it the baby carrot shooter. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's only when you're there. <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Hey, guess what, everybody? Welcome back. Guess guess that. <laughs> I guess. 288. Is it 288? Are we 86, on? 286. Fly, fly I'm kidding. It's 286. Is it again? 286 oh, for the 10th time? All right. Welcome back to 286 part three. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> A fly casual. And that's right. Tonight, we are kicking off a Lord of the Rings extravaganza. Lotter fodder. We're doing, we're doing Fellowship of the Ring, and then we're fodder. doing Two Towers, and then we don't know if we're going to do Return of the King oh, right after that. Oh, we're going to do it. But I feel like it's probably going to happen. You have to do the trifecta. Uh, all at once. got to get the rubber match. And then, at some point, we'll all have enough blood alcohol level to watch the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, that's time. And then we're going to do those three immediately following... No, no, no. We're going to do Hobbit part one, and then we're going to do Hobbit part two, Yeah, and then after none of the listeners are left, <laughs> we'll Can just- we watch Hobbit the show. animated movie? You know what? Yeah. Do that. Yeah, uh, why not? I made sure that movie was available in the uh, the movie watching library, um, uh, because I've never seen it, and I'm looking forward to watching it. And it's I know so it's bad. weird, but yeah. I hear people say it's got like very particular good qualities. Yeah, there's some nostalgia there for, and there's, me, for sure. There's a bit of charm. 
Yeah. The animation it's pretty holds close up. to the book. I well, I remember having the storybooks based on that animated movie when I was a kid. Like I don't know if you got them from like McDonald's or Burger Chef or some weird thing like that, but I remember my sister had them. It's like the same no company. Legolas in it, that's for sure. It's like the same company that did <laughs> yeah, the, he the was Wind there. in the Willows. No, he wasn't. Not oh, in the yeah. cartoon. He, oh, wait, Wind, 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 yeah, Wind, Wind in the Willows was a good old cartoon. I think so. You ever catch the uh, Monty Python Wind in the Willows? <laughs> it wasn't under the banner of Monty Python, but it was those guys made a Wind in the Willows. I saw it at no, Cinema Center, our, see it now. Our, our art house theater that wow, we have yeah, here I in town. I to see that. I, we saw it, I think... Oh no! I saw it on a date because you know I'm I'm a sexy wild guy like that. Well, yeah. And it was I remember going like, "What else are you gonna watch?" I really, really enjoyed it. Like, and it, it's not How did your date. It's enjoy? not snarky. It they're not mocking it. They're giving it a legit go, and it's it's good. Maybe that should be our next uh, watch party. Oh, Wind in the Willows with them do. I don't know how people will get access to that movie. I don't yeah. know how readily available. I don't it is. either. We'll have to find out. But in the meantime, let's get these stupid introductions out of the way. I'm Corey. Over there's Josh from Kokomo. Stupid Josh. Hello, world. Hey, man. I'm world. So I'm assuming you're talking to me. No, I'm I'm talking to the fans. Dude, we we are the world, world and I am included in we, therefore I am the world. You guys have made it clear you're not I am also the Senate. Did you know that? We are. I'm the Democratic Party. I'm everything right now, man. I am the Senate. (laughs) Are you COVID as well? I am the law. Huh? Hmm. We're ready for that, were you? No. Yeah. Oh crap! No, I'm, I'm talking to my fans. I, I am not Turok. That's I'm ta- true. I'm talking to my voting, my voting you've been, block. You've been uh, listening to your boss a little too much. No, you think? I, by the way, Garrick, it's not. I am Turok. You can't say it like that. No, 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 no. Nailed it. Yeah. In the first game, he was like, "I am Turok." In the second game, he was like a different voice actor. He's like a kid. Hey. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I threw in Giambi Mechachani Hey there, but <laughs> what's done is done. And I'm not sure that it's not accurate. And now part of me wants to go back and watch it, the special edition again, just to see do, are they actually are they seeing ah! Giambi? Mechachani Hey. <laughs> I think it might be actually it. It could be. <laughs> that, that's just the kind of thing you'd pull out of your butt. But it sounds right. Mechachani, hey. I'm going to go flirt with Boba Fett. That's how it works, right? Boba Fett. Over there, Boba topping Fett. off his booze with some more Diet Mountain Dew. Mr. Michael J. Archibald. Hello. 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 Hi, Mike. What's up, Corey man? Uh, I don't know. What's up with you, huh? Uh, sea dog. Not too much. Yeah, just... yeah. Your paint cooler. You having trouble getting that 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 yeah. twenty ounce or squeezed back I into know. pinky there? I got to keep it cold. Breast cancer awareness. My, I got to keep out. it my pink cooler year yeah. round with Mike. Yeah, Mike. For those who don't know, the pink cooler is Mike's way of saying I'm old and I don't give a shit. Yep. He carries around his wife's pink go. cooler. That's right. With the booze. Don't care. And it, that's the, the as we talked about Not in the aging podcast. The best part of getting old, <laughs> the best part of getting old hey. is no longer giving a shit. Right there we go. Yes. Yes. Oh wow, that's yes. true. We need a button for that. And it just yeah. keeps happening until you start shoplifting. Right. 
Oh, and that's the podcast that hasn't posted yet, is it? Oh, the shoplifting oh, one? No, no. It's not shoplifting. <laughs> getting old podcast. It's up and ready for you to post it. It's been there for a while now. At least a couple Several of hours. Several hours. You need to post it getting old. Yeah. Don't worry. By the time this airs, the listeners will, will have already have it. There we go. Even if that's weeks from I'm now. Not, <laughs> I'm not thinking fourth dimensionally. Yeah, so exactly. we, had a, we had a big problem. Why don't you go ahead and introduce me? Oh, uh, uh, hi, Mr. <laughs> like, uh, we had a big problem with Garrick last couple episodes. Oh, no. Seriously, Garrick, Just by the, the way, couple? this is an intervention. <laughs> yeah. Do you know me? Garrick, <laughs> we really don't like it when you yeah. put your audio and mix it in with the soundboard. Wicka wicka what? So you need to quit was, doing that because that really hurts. Some high. fat tracks, man. <laughs> some fat tracks. <laughs> PH. Yeah. Science, bitch. <laughs> I was doing the raps. Yeah. Did yeah. you hear my raps? He was when he I was, was remix, re, 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 remixing it. Yeah, see. yeah. Wicca wicca. So, I Howie, you of all people should appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I'm really tired of. Garrick's I go by shit. DJ String Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garrick's really disappointing everybody. Last night we were playing PUBG, and he just decided <laughs> he had a gas leak and stopped playing. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. I've rage quit I before. Josh has gotten distracted by family. I've gotten to, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, we've all had. Andy's it, installed the game. Andy's got, Andy's installed the game, <laughs> uninstalled the game out of, out of, out of just absolute seething rage. But, but Garrick had to, me. had to actually stage a gas leak. Yeah. As an excuse. Well, he's upping, upping the end. I had to go gnaw on my gas cables. Yeah. Pipes. Pipes. Yeah. 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 If you have gas cables, gas that might cables. be your problem. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I feel like somebody who works for, for a gas company should understand <laughs> that gas does not get delivered in cables. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it does. If it's like uh, over, over the, if it goes over the air. to your appliance, sometimes there's that bendy cable. Yeah. Thing. I got wireless gas. You guys really need to get with the program. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I got Wi-Fast. Wait a minute. I don't work in the, the gas. I don't Wait work in the gassy part of the gas company. You have wife ass. Well, gas and wife ass go is together that, sometimes. I'm just Wait a what is, is, is that like sweaty or? It doesn't matter, does it dude. Stink? It doesn't matter. Sometimes, oh, it always stinks. It always stinks. Wife the circumstances stinks. can be different for every time, but the stink, the stink is is eternal. I, I learned they they add something to the gas to make it stink. When did you? You didn't know this? that. This See, that's been, literally no. that's literally the only thing I knew. When you yeah, named they, yeah. you named the gas smell. You, you said I smell the whatever the word is. For you captain. just yeah yeah. See, I, I was said, like, see, I know that. I was like, okay, I was like, well, that was that was a very unique flex. <laughs> I, I went on a tour where they put that crap in there yeah. and they opened the room where it gets injected for mm. like a half a second. And I almost died. Oh, really? It, it the, even the room so reeks. It's like is... one drop of that will like uh, evacuate a city block. There's, there's just like really? thirty. There's just like thirty yeah. guys in there eating Mexican food with their their asses like tight. <laughs> yeah, they've all they've all got basically like sump pump pipes just like wedged like, up their buttholes. Whatever you do, don't open that door, man. <laughs> we'll all be dead. I'm gonna open the door. We'll explode. <laughs> no, just a whole bunch it of guys with like really bad vein, veins. Oh, it sounds like I want to open that door. <laughs> it sounds like a really uh, and really you just keep on here like oh, oh. you open up the door and all you hear is a bunch of dudes with cigars in their mouths. Close the door. <laughs> yep. We Ooh, are okay. the most highbrow podcast available on the internet. Over there, cross pond down a few, Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. 
Yeah, what up? What up, man? I work for gas. Give me gas. <laughs> <laughs> He's the gas man. You like gas? I work for it. Are you a gas man? I take man? it home in a bag. That's right. I'm a gas a man. Gas Sometimes man. Garrick just sits out next to his car with the hood open with a little cardboard sign that says, we'll work for gas. <laughs> On Christmas, I get two bags. <laughs> two bags of gas. You've seen, you've seen the video of that lady filling up the plastic bags of gas, haven't you? Have you seen the video? No, but I've seen pictures of field workers that go out and see that very thing. <laughs> see, like in this case, it's gasoline. And there's I've seen this video come up a couple of times on the front page of Reddit and Imager. And like this lady's got like 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 white grocery plastic bags <laughs> and she's filling them up with gasoline on the ground and then ties them shut and goes and gently puts them in the back of her van or SUV. Wow. And then goes, fills up another bag, ties it shut. And I'm just like, there's one thing I will say about this lady. Her balls drag on the ground <laughs> because she is she is seriously one backfire away from a rolling fireball of death. <laughs> I'm assuming she's smoking in the car. She has a cigarette hanging out of her mouth with the ashes. Was it on a ridiculous sale or something? She's like, I got nothing to put it in. I don't. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? How did? Okay. So she's accomplished. (laughs) She's at home. (laughs) Right. She's at home. She has accomplished bags of gas. Bags of gas (laughs) are acquired. What's the next step? Well, I have a yeah, lawnmower and I have a bag of gas. You, <laughs> you, 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 you just cut the corner of you the just, bag off. You bite off the corner of the bag, you spit, and you just hold it over. I guess that's it. I guess that's While you're option. smoking. Because if you don't have a gas can, I'm going to go ahead I'm gonna go ahead and assume you don't have a funnel. Yeah. It's basically you know, like or does ice, she have paper bags she fashions paint, into right? funnels? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is terrible. This this lady, she's seriously, she's she's got terrible. balls of steel. So anyway, speaking of balls of steel, it's time to talk about what's on your docket. I'm going last because I think mul- first. multiple people will be uh, contributing to my docket. So, Howie. Um, so, I so? started and finished the first season <gasps> of <gasps> Utopia. Mm-hmm. You mean the movie w- uh, featuring no, Laurel, Stan Laurel no. and Oliver Hardy? The new Amazon original series, television series. The series television series? That sounds intense. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> That sounds like something that would have Rain Wilson in it or something. It does sound like something that would have <gasps> Rain Wilson in it. Does it have what? Rain Wilson in it? It has Rain Wilson oh, in it. Oh, thank what? God, because otherwise that would be such a misleading title and <laughs> featured ironic. tagline of series television yeah. series. So I read the, like, what it's about, and I'm like, this sounds dumb. And then I don't re- remember sometime later... I'm like, I'm just going to watch the first episode because I'm kind of curious and I was out of things to watch. And I'm like, this is not near as ridiculously stupid as the blur made it sound. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like 15 second commercials. I don't know if it's like YouTube or bumpers on like Imager or something, but I I was thinking I would it'd be only about 15 seconds long, so you can't cram much in. But then I'm like, what the hell did I just see? Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. get the feeling that some of these companies don't want you to watch their stuff dude seriously marketing is awful yeah (laughs) or at least we're just not the marketing because i've watched like three or four things in the last few months where 
normally I would never watch based on the advertisement. Yeah. I just yeah. got bored one day and decided to watch. I'm like, oh, this is really good. This is this is a really well done series, at least so far. The the main um uh I don't know if he's a producer. He's in he's in the, the show, but uh of course now I can't think of his name. Uh-huh. Um Rain Wilson. He's, Rain Wilson. I, I think he was the head guy in. I don't know why. John Cusack. Rain yes, Wilson. Thank you, because you, you've got it pulled up. I know. John Cusack is. <laughs> no, is, no, I just knew. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't have picked Rain Wilson out of the air. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, John Cusack. I, I think he's uh, one of the. You know, whatever. He's. Yes. So John Cusack is affiliated with this program. You don't see John Cusack much anymore. Not these days. Yeah. You mean John Cusack as Dr. Kevin Christie? Yep. I feel like John Cusack Dr. went Kevin into a Christie. hibernation stasis bubble after 2012 came out and yeah. <laughs> didn't do well, anything. He's out in full force now. All right. I'm glad he's back with this show. Um, so you get the, uh, <laughs> the problem is I, I can kind of understand why. When I read the blurb, I'm like, this sounds dumb. Because when I'm going to talk about it, it's going to kind of sound dumb. Um, awesome. There's, okay, just- you, you get these fan, I'm going to say fanboys, but it's girls too. But uh, like going to conventions and stuff like that, those type of people. Yeah. Like, like us. People who go to conventions uh, are dumb. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this uh, show sounds stupid. It's the comic book. So they got, they're really into this particular comic book called mm. Dystopia. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Utopia. The the original one's called Dystopia. Uh, and so like people are like super into it and really love it. But there's a like a little sect of those people who are like really into it and they like oh are like dissecting like has has all these They're hidden, trying to find the meaning of life in it. Yeah, kind of. Do they yes. start podcasting? Okay, that that already yeah, sounds what I interesting know. to me to be honest. Um and come to find out it's actually true. So it's <gasps> in the first episode, <laughs> so that's the premise. That's the base you go from. Um, and yeah, it, it's one of those shows you think it's going to start taking itself too seriously, but then it throws all these tiny little comedic elements, just, just enough. And it thro- flies right past them. Yeah. And, and I'm finding myself laughing in the most ridiculous spots in the show. You're like, I shouldn't be laughing now, but this guy's freaking hilarious. I miss John Cusack being in things that occasionally make me laugh, despite the fact that John Cusack's always got his intensity dialed up to 11. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Go watch like Summer Rental. Was it Summer Rental? No, Summer Rental's a... Uh, gross Point Blank? Gross Point... Well, gross. let's go further back than that. Either way, you go back to the the John Cusack's old days. I'm I'm trying to rewind the clock further than that, but it's Is okay. Serendipity. I'm trying to hit the '80s movies, guys. The one where he was a terrorist accidentally. <laughs> you guys are Stand re- by Me. You have named. He was not in Stand by Me. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he was. Was he one of Kiefer Sutherland's cronies? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. He's got the IMD pape, IMDb pape. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he does. But I... Uh, oh, it's off the top of my head. He's always intense, no matter what he's in. Even in High Fidelity, a couple he's of them, right? intense. All, uh, at what least three or four times. Uh, this guy. Yeah. He's in 16 Candles. He was in 16 Candles. That, I appreciate that. <laughs> Isn't there one that's like suicide related? Suicide like a comedy that he's like... He's in Suicide Squad. I don't remember. Oh, he is? Yep. Nope. Con Air? He yep. was in Con Air. Con Air. He was in Con Air. Also, no. 
But I like John Cusack when he's like like the reason why one of the reasons I love High Fidelity is because you you contrast John Cusack against uh, uh, Jack, Jack Black. Black. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I love that. So I like seeing John Cusack where he can do this intensity, but there's a little yeah. bit of playfulness. Yeah. Yep. And that's there's that all over the place with most of the characters and and uh, wow. Yeah. I, it's it's very well done. The really? story is intriguing. Can't watch um, it with my wife though, can I? N- no. Damn it. No. Uh she she uh, one uh, list keeps getting yeah. bigger and the other one doesn't. Yeah, I would recommend um cuz like literally they acknowledge the existence it. of comic books in it so she can't watch it. All right. Yeah. Just give her an iPad while you're watching it and then I'll entertain. The, the Although first, she did enjoy comic book men. That's what I do with my daughter. It works. Uh-huh. The the first episode was definitely How do you play Roblox? There's a, a little rougher moments in the first episode. Every first episode. So, yeah. I mean, as you would expect. But, um, yeah, and you kind of like, there's parts you're like, I don't know where in the world they're going with this. And there's other parts like, oh, I saw that coming a mile away. So, yeah. um, they're not necessarily trying to pull wool over your eyes, but they're also making it interesting. So, all right. Is it the prequel to iZombie where they make Utopium? No, certainly. Well, certainly. I, you know, I don't know. I, I said no, but I, it might be. Yeah, it could be. You don't know. I'm betting on yes. There is a lot of science involved. Mm, oh, science. Science. Yeah. yeah. Mike. I like science. Yes. What is on your docket? Okay, so I've been prepping for an episode that Sancho has wanted to do for a while, and I finally did my prep work. <laughs> you guys still got to do yours. But, what? Uh, I, I didn't even, I didn't even know. I had I'm going to, to pretend do. that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, oh, yeah, Mike. I, I, I get around. I, yeah, yeah, I've got it. I got yeah. Sancho's always every I morning. I wake hour. up and I think about the list of things that Sancho's given me to sign off I've on, like and, three years and again. prep for. And I'm really tired of HR running the company, frankly. So I've been <laughs> watching Transformers, the old uh, '80s series. Oh, right. Oh. So I powered through. Seasons one and two, and season two is a rough one because that's got like fifty episodes. I think at some point wow. we're gonna have to acknowledge that we're doing what's on your docket and what Transformers are on Mike. Mike's <laughs> truth, <laughs> truth. Lots of Transformers lately. It's Mike's Transformer Hour. Yeah. So anyway, I'm Mike Sancho has wanted to do Transformers the movie, the eighty-five movie. Yeah, on on the podcast. Uh-huh. So um, I've never seen it. Man, that would be a lot of prep work for me. <laughs> just that would a be movie. a lot for you guys. It'll just be a movie. So will it though? Well, probably not because yep. you know what See? I've already I've already purposed it in my mind that I'm going to give you guys a list of episodes to watch. See? <laughs> Actually, See? if we, <laughs> Mike, you're such a liar. If hey, you guys made me watch if, Lord of the Rings this week, if so. I agree to do this, oh, I made, I made you. Know. If I agree to do this, an honor. You have to give me the through line episodes to watch yes, because I, I, I would be so far behind the edge. Yeah, it can't no, no, be no. more than one and a half. <laughs> it might have to be. I only a little know like three Transformer names. Okay, I'll give you like ten max. <laughs> and then you got to watch like, the movie. Also, in Sorry. one of the episodes, has to be the one where shipwrecks in an alternate reality. <laughs> and I need like eight months. Yeah, the, are they going to the have the show, Vindo right? Viper come to vipe the Vindos? <laughs> vipe the Vindos, vipe the Vindos, man. <laughs> so anyway, he was uh, Sancho was wanted to do the movie. So I, like I said, I finished season two finally. Watch rewatch the movie, and uh, I still love it. Um, I di- I actually didn't see it back in '85 when it happened, so I was one I don't of those. Know anybody who saw it when it when it happened, I, I know a handful of people because there, there was only a handful of kids <laughs> we, that were old we enough. We keep them hidden away in bunkers. <laughs> <They're protected. laughs> those legends. Yeah, 
famously though, Gods I mean the men. Transformers was very popular. <laughs> so New England. But the first two seasons were the Transformers that we know, right? I mean the the yeah. Optimus Prime and Soundwave and Megatron and you know all the all the ones that everybody's familiar with. Yep. Then the movie Bumblebee. Came, Does it have Bumblebee? I know that one. Yes, Bumblebee is Bumblebee one. Tuna. What about the Woo, wasp? Bumblebee. Does it have the wasp in it? The wasp. Does that black no, that's that's uh I think that's yours, isn't it? The the Predacons and the I don't know. The What's what? The, the, oh, the Beast, Beast Wars, Wars stuff? <laughs> that has a monkey in it? Is yeah, the, the monkey. The gorilla yeah. dude. Yeah, dude. Gorilla Miss Prime or whatever Winston? his name was. Winston. <laughs> anyway, famously, Winston. after the first two seasons <laughs> the of the stuff that everybody Prime, knows, sure. the movie came and they decided to do a huge left turn. Of course, Optimus they wanted Primal. to keep uh, producing toys. Yeah, so right? kill off so, everybody. Right, and that's pretty much what they did Spoiler. in the movie. They pretty much killed everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they forwarded the timeline 20 years, mm -hmm. and then, uh, yeah, had a whole new cast, including a new so leader. Then so then it was the 2000s? It was 2000. <laughs> the movie is 2005. <laughs> Really? Wow. Yes. <laughs> My brain just melted. Seriously? Yes, I was it just is. kidding, and that actually happened. <laughs> that wait, wait, wait. Thing. Was everybody in flying cars like what really happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Transformers had uh, bases on Earth that transformed. Oh, did they? Stuff. Yeah, and a whole base? What about hoverboards? They had hoverboards? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any of the hoverboards. Did the Cubs win the World Series? Yeah. <laughs> At least sometime within the next 10 years, we estimated cars. that they would win the World Series. <laughs> All right. Cars. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, there were some. Did they have cars. Google Glass? Uh, Google Glass. I don't know what that is. You don't know what the Google I'm, Glass I'm is? I'm an old guy. Oh Come my. on. Yeah, but like this is Google Glass is man. enough in the past that it's almost like an old guy thing to know Google about. Google Glass? It. No, it's a little Google headset augmented reality thing uh, you wore in front of your eyeball. Okay. Jeez, um, Mike. Maybe. It like came around the same time there as maybe Fitbit, that. bro. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get too much into digging into the movie because we're going to save that for Sancho. But just letting Sancho know, I've watched the movie. I'm prepped. We're going to have to get the <laughs> the prep work done for the rest of the You know, I camp. really like, I normally really like it when I see some some gumption, some get up and go-ness for the podcast prep. I normally like when I see some some momentum. But sometimes you just feel like you're on the other side of that boulder just pushing, like, you know, like Atlas. You're just, you <laughs> I always know. thought you were a Transformer guy. Me? Yeah. I have never been a Transformer guy. Okay. I have Good. always... I'm not alone. I've always admired it, but I have never... I like the toys. Yeah, I liked the toys as a kid. I never watched the show, ever. I feel like you guys are just a touch too young. I mean, and just watched, barely. Just the cartoon. Right, and you're... Well, you're a, you're yeah. a hair older than us. Yep. Um, I yeah, we were literally. I'm talking six months under the target market when they. I hit. mean, eighty four. I was not allowed to watch the cartoons. That's the other thing. My mom was really weird about what cartoons really? I watched. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of parents were at that time. Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, weird this back when D and D was Satan worship, yeah, and all, everybody know, had right. their hackles. You up. have to. You had to have been there. <laughs> all all you knew is what Dateline NBC told you. <laughs> yeah, He Man. There was no internet. Dragon. Well, so, yeah, yeah, like eighty four. I was in the dude fourth had a skull grade, face. so I was like the perfect age. You know, yeah. 84, 85, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. That's right. right. I was right in my wheel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you I'm go. glad you're making yourself sound younger than you really are. But no, my that passion. Was 
That was his 10th time repeating the grade. Yes. Most of my passion around the entire subject of Transformers is how the Bumblebee movie was 800 times better than the rest of the Transformers movies. Yes, I like sir. that movie. And 90% of that was because the, the, the girl from True Grit is just an amazing actress. Yeah. Can you guarantee that good. the Transformer movie is as good as Bumblebee? Oh, 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 Garrick, don't set yourself up for heartbreak like that, brother. Because <laughs> then I'll be excited about it. Well, it might have uh, it might have some 80s music in it, just like the Bumblebee movie. It does. I think oh, Eric, it does? you need to take the Howie approach and just assume it's going to suck. Yep. That's true. That's that right. is the Howie approach. That's how approach. I go into everything. Yeah. Everything. And then I'm pleasantly surprised. It, might be, it might be a point counterpoint episode because I believe Sancho's going to take one. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> He's going to take one side of the argument. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm wow. Gonna attempt to take the other side. Oh, so, yeah. man. We're going to have a straight up Lincoln Douglas on the quality of Transformers <laughs> well, movies. Well, I'll be able to Who is that guy that on, that they lampooned on Saturday Night Live? Where he's like, wrong! Uh, John McLaughlin, McLaughlin of the McLaughlin yeah. Group. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Can I be, can I be, can I play the part of Dana Carvey as John McLaughlin? Oh, yeah. Wrong! <laughs> Howie Maui Movie Mike. <laughs> those were ridiculous. Those were like those were like those were third third uh third half hour sketches. They were ridiculous, but they were so good because show? Dana Carvey was having so yeah yeah a couple times. Dana Carvey was having so <laughs> it much wasn't fun. Far off. No, it's not. But oh, yet, oh, it was so great. But yet, most people didn't watch that PBS. Nobody watched the McLaughlin Group. It was such a, a long shot show. But Dana Carvey was almost busting himself up laughing at himself, which and made them so enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you could see like the spit was coming off his lip. The the, the you know he had he had like Tom Hanks lip. You know Tom Hanks has like the little apex on his top yeah, lip. Yeah. There was like a little bit of spit coming off Dana Carvey's <laughs> lip because he can't move his lip because if he does, he's going to start cracking up. And that's what that was, made that. That's that was one of my favorite sketches of all time. Oh man! Just of because of how, time. like, the show itself was ridiculous. Yeah, the well, real show. At, and then they just made it the show, but a little bit funnier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, that was the hate. In my expert opinion, <laughs> yes, I was just gonna say that was, that was the, kind of the sweet. That spot. was peak SNL. Yes, it was back then. Mm -hmm. Agree, Josh. What's on your docket? Actually, I read Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray recently. Claudia, Claudia Gray, Gray of Star Wars fame? Yes. Whoop, 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 whoop. And actually, I was inspired to do this hangout with you guys, and you guys made me go back and watch an episode of that behind-the-scenes uh, show. Oh, the What's it called? Disney Making Gallery? Of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And hearing them talk about the Duel of Fates and the role that Qui-Gon Jinn played there. And why it's called awesome. Duel yes. of Fates. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Qui-Gon Jinn has always been probably my favorite Jedi. So I spent like the next day, like just, you know, researching him more and watching interviews. And then I was like, oh yeah, Claudia Gray wrote this Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan novel. So I got to go check it out. Um, Claudia Gray is awesome. Mm-hmm. And she's literally awesome. like the one author of the whole quote new batch, even though she's legacy. She comes over from the old batch. Yeah, but she's no Barbara, Barbara Hamlet. Oh, you could just go pound <laughs> all the sand. But but yeah, like she's she's one of the two, I think, authors of the current who are like almost universally beloved. The other one being the. Lady, what wrote the, the Ahsoka Zahn. novel? Timothy well, Timothy Zahn, oh, he's a carryover too. But uh, who who wrote the Ahsoka novel? She's the lady that gave my wife her table at e Celebration. <laughs> uh, E.K. Johnston? Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, so those two are like, the, like, and Timothy Zahn are like, I think those are the triumvirate right now. She's awesome. I mean, she she hits all the notes. She is a rare author who can do action, but she also gets like the the characters and she gets the emotions behind them. Yeah. And she's a fan of Star Wars, so I didn't mm-hmm. realize this, but she uh, has always had like lobbied. I want to write something about Qui Gon, and apparently she did a short story that was a part of that like young compendium thing that came out. Oh, okay, right. Um, and then didn't realize that they were gonna give her the opportunity to do this novel. And so I won't get into the details of the plot, but if you are a fan of Star Wars or any of the new books, and particularly like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, you should read this. It takes place when Obi-Wan is only 17 years old. So it's like four years after Qui-Gon took him on as a Padawan. Exactly. And uh, being called Master and Apprentice, it deals a lot with their relationship. And this is a time when Obi-Wan is not the Obi-Wan that we come to know. Um, He's... The they have not gelled as master and apprentice, and that's a huge theme. And they both. Before you say anything, I want to ask questions because I read the young, the the kids with the Scholastic book where uh, where Qui Gon picks Obi Wan over Obi Wan's like there it was up between Obi Wan and one other kid that he didn't get along with. Um, is Obi Wan like really brash? Obi Wan was brash, but. The, the there's an interesting thing where the high council plays a role in who gets right. suggested as apprentice and you come to realize in this book and this isn't giving anything away but they intentionally chose Obi-Wan to be with Qui-Gon because they felt like Qui-Gon would help bring out in Obi-Wan what they wanted him to become. Yeah, 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 and, that kind of gels with the the scholastic. Good. I'm just wondering cuz the scholastic books take or leave but I like it when there's a cohesiveness mm-hmm. there. So what's what's cool about this book is getting a glimpse into this apprenticeship before they had gelled. And they're both doubting whether they're doing right by each other. And this happens to be right when the Jedi Council has invited Qui-Gon to the council. <clears throat> and uh, Qui-Gon is thinking he'll probably take the position, but he's feeling bad about, you know, Obi-Wan will have to break from his master before he is actually a... A Jedi Master, he'll have to mm. take on someone else. This is a huge uh, break in their relationship. And so it's really delving deep into that relationship. And then it keeps on flashing back to Obi-Wan in his apprenticeship with Dooku. Mm. You mean Qui-Gon? Uh, Qui-Gon's, yes. Yeah. Apprenticeship with Dooku. And the thread that unites this is Dooku's obsession with the Jedi prophecies that he then kind of passes on to an interest that Qui-Gon then takes up in his fascination with the prophecies and all revolving around how the prophecies are kind of frowned upon to be something that you're into because it naturally has kind of led multiple Jedis to the dark side because sometimes at its worst, it becomes an obsession with what is the future and controlling the future. Right. And so you kind of get a sense of what that kind of like people who predict the book of revelations. Anytime anything happens, it's, it's, it's a (laughs) one-to-one parallel because half the time, whenever Qui-Gon is younger, he's interpreting things that have already happened in Jedi history and saying, Oh, well maybe that was when this Jedi master did this. Oh, and, so uh, this is like the Jerry Falwell story of Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, he, he learns over time to not, you know, no, I'm I'm drawn into these things, but I have to hold them at arm's length. Right. And then uh, he ends up beginning to have these powerful visions that make him realize that he is realizing that 
uh, the future is happening and realizing that the time of the prophecies is nearing. But he's like trying to hold this at arm's length because he doesn't want to be flirting with the dark side. So I won't get into any more than that. But the you know the story itself that they're telling with all of these uh, stories circling around it is very good. There's some unique original characters, um, some jewel thieves. One who <laughs> was on a ship that began, uh, it, it basically got targeted and everyone died except this young boy on the ship just full of protocol droids. <laughs> and so for like the next 10 or 15 years, he was raised by protocol droids. So nice. he's, he's like the guy who, you know, he, that sounds he, like a role playing <laughs> character I would create, but it, it works in the story, <laughs> really? you know, and then he's playing off of the person that he's working with as a jewel thief who was a former slave. So it's bringing into stuff that we hear, you know, Qui-Gon having a passion about in episode one and his opinion about slavery. Yeah. And it is bringing in everything that um, was the conflict between Qui-Gon and the uh, Jedi Council. And you actually learned that Yoda was against Qui-Gon uh, getting an invitation, but then mm -hmm. he stuck with that invitation because it was the will. So there's a lot of good, interesting nuggets in Star Wars lore, and it's a really engaging story. And it, it really draws you closer to whenever you, you know, a good story will breathe more life into the movies. Yeah. Oh, sure. And um, to see the, their relationship when you reach episode one and how in tune they are and in sync, mm -hmm. you see the development of that happen in this book. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and would recommend it. I have still not read a Claudia Gray novel. I, I would. But, I, from, but, but nothing that you're saying is surprising me. From everything I've heard about the Claudia Gray books. I mean, this one may be even a better introdu introduction than Lost Stars, just because it's a lot more graspable with characters that you would already know. Oh, well, yeah. I, I think it would, I, I would recommend this book as maybe even the first one that I would read. If of was, her novels. We just set out that. Now, have now I, have not, I have not read <laughs> Bloodlines, which I, I do need to do that because she's, she's hit it two for two for me so far. Nice. Garrick, are you sharing a docket with me or are you going off on your own? Uh, no, I'll share it to you. Okay. I just want to say, uh, for Josh, there are several, well, at least two Old Republic references that I've read so far. And I'm only like 100 pages in because uh, Josh recommended it to me in that book, which made me... Are you willing to, to say them just to see <clears throat> if I caught them? Uh, yeah, one, uh, they mentioned a Selkath yes. as a, living yep. in the Jedi Temple, which nice. is original to... Old Republic, I think. And then there was one other one. Welcome I back. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> I like it. Man. I can't remember the other one, but I remember being happy about it. Welcome back. Yeah. That was my favorite one, too. I'll have to go back and read what I read. Can I say about the Selkath? I remember in playing Knights of the Old Republic, loving the Selkath strictly because on the Xbox, the, the, the bump mapping on their skin that made them look wet made me yeah. think of really minty, cool toothpaste. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure that's <laughs> what I thought of. But or, okay. or, or shark gummies. I thought more like frogs, but okay. They have they were blue on top, white on bottom, like 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 gummy sharks. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Garrick. I, oh. I also loved just the insight into the daily life at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, because I, I haven't really seen that before, and that was speaking of daily life at the inside of the Jedi Temple. Thank you, Garrick and I are we're doing a split docket. 
Double docket. No. Nope. Oh. Like half a docket. Split docket. Double docket. Split, 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 split docket. Gary, what did we do today? I'll tell you. We downloaded what well, we bought first. Yeah, we both purchased and downloaded. We purchased. So we're not thieves. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who steals media? <laughs> I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to even say. That's so lame. Yeah. We downloaded and installed and then attempted to play <laughs> Star Wars School Wanderers. School Wanderers. Now I know y'all have heard me badmouth EA on the podcast, the Electronic Arts Video Games Company. Mm-hmm. And they've earned 99.99,000% of it. But. Yeah. When you say vote with your dollars, this is the this is the first time EA has I come like out. How you justif- you're justifying. Them. EA comes out with with a Star <laughs> hey, Wars game to- and says, "Okay, it's forty dollars instead of sixty or, or seventy, the new game price, right? These days." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we promises no take backsies, swearsies, no microtransactions. Yeah, for real this time, <laughs> no microtransactions. Which I feel like they were relatively true to their word with Battlefront Two. And but yeah. but it, and well, up until they weren't up until people started not buying it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, they, they the funny thing is they made the same promise with Battlefront two after battle after Battlefront one was an absolute anarchy boondoggle. Oh, that's the one I'm thinking. Of, yeah. And so Battlefront two, they 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 still, as I recall, they still had to make changes after it came out. Uh, but I don't recall at this point. It's all f- kind of fuzzy because one and two came out pretty close together. Well, they're basically the same game. They are more or less. But anyhow, <clears throat> I own Battlefront two on two different systems, and I have never played more than fifteen minutes of it. Uh, part of which Although, because no it Battlefront two did have the awesome single player story. That yes, was, yes, that was it, the that big was worth it. Yeah, because that was the big thing lacking from Battlefront. It's like, oh, you want to play Battlefront? Here, join all the people who've leveled up and have better stuff than you and can one-shot you when you spawn. <laughs> um, so Battlefront 1 was almost un- unplayable uh, just uh, several months after it came out. It was also pay to win. It was so, oh, so stupid. But uh, yeah, Battlefront 2 had the big story mode and everything. So anyway... EA comes out what several months ago and says, "Hey, you like X-wing and Tie Fighter and stuff? You want yeah, a new one? You want it's a new one? one? Of my favorite games of all time. You want a new one? Yes. Forty dollars. Whoa, that's pretty good. That's not a bad intro price. And so that's pretty good. Here we have a multiplier, a multiplayer space flight sim that also has a campaign because I think they definitely learned their lesson <laughs> because that was yep. a, a lot of the good attention that Battlefront Two got when it came out." That a campaign single player is actually a thing people enjoy. <laughs> Believe it or not, yep. not every this... Star Wars fan wants to just get pumped by cheaters and exploiters online. And oh. also, some of us are old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm super old. So yeah, Squadrons came out today. Yeah, I just want to let you guys know, I just purchased and it's installing right now. There you go, installing it on the oh, home PC. Oh, that why you sound all choppy. From an iPad. No, it's downloading on his home PC. His 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 oh. children sound all choppy on Fortnite right yeah. now. <laughs> and I'm okay with Dad, that. Yeah. Try to play Roblox. Dad, Dad. No, it's all it's, up it's in all, the Fortnite. It's Fortnite in the house. All it's Fortnite all yeah. the time. My wife, I don't know how many games she's won of Fortnite. Yeah. And my 
four and a half year old son has won games by himself in Fortnite. Well, that's the key. If you don't play with ninety nine other people, it doesn't matter if you win. Maybe I should yeah. play Fortnite. Yeah, yeah maybe. Seriously. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Garrick. All right, Garrick. I'm going to give you my uh, my experience booting up Star Wars Squadron, and tell me how uh, how alike it is to yours. Okay, ready? Okay. We haven't discussed this ahead. Of no, we have had much. no discussions except for like one feature about naming, and that's the only thing we've discussed. Okay, here we go. All right, installed the game, purchased it on Steam. Happy about the fact that I don't have to purchase it through Origin check so sweet glad they all came to jesus about that installed it went to boot run it and it said i'm gonna be so distracted by the popcorn in your beard right now josh went to run it and it said you need to update your video card drivers check (laughs) and i'm like i nobody asked me to update is that a thing i still have to do manually because no one's asked me to do that forever the update came out four days ago well there you go So I go to NVIDIA's website, I select my operating system, my video card, and hit search, click on the top one, download it, go to install it, and it says, this is not compatible with this version of Windows. (laughs) I have the GeForce installer, so I didn't have to... See, okay, I did it manually. I probably do too, but I did it manually. So then it was the 32-bit version. For whatever reason, that was the top of my search results when I had Windows 10 64-bit. Anyway, (laughs) like selected... Went back, re-downloaded. Thankfully, NVIDIA's website is no longer like storing all of their download files on like a, an old beige Packard Bell under machine. someone's desk with a <laughs> dial-up connection. They're like, "Hey, how yeah, big should we company now? How big should we make the new update? Half a gig. All right. How what's our upload speed? 0.3 megabits per second. <laughs> so, so slow. Yeah. So the installer. Yeah. Well, the download actually went pretty quick. I was like, all right, I'm pulling at least 10 megabytes per second bytes, not bits per second down. It was, it was legit. Um, so I got it installed fine and I go to run it. Now, I don't know if this is because I have an ultra wide monitor, but when I went to run it, the first screen that comes up was the word close (laughs) somewhere on the right hand side, looking kind of squished and blurry. It's because you're not logged in to... And, well, hold on, hold on. And on the left hand, the left middle of the screen, other than this, it's all black, the left middle of the screen, there was a squished up origin window that was also blurry and like and smushed that's told me to log into my origin account. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, son of a gun. I go to click on it, and I can't because it's not really there. It's like a, nope. a pic- it's like it's a picture not. of a window. It's not there. You had the same thing. You don't even have an ultra wide well, monitor, do you? I have a not an ultra wide. I have a larger monitor, but it said your pass or it said your account's been deactivated or something. Oh, see, I, I couldn't even click on it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't either. It will have a link. It said <laughs> go here to um, change your password or something. I had none of that. that I had none of that. I had a window with a login, two things, and then no matter where I clicked on it, it was it was like it was just a picture of it. Yeah, the link was the only thing that worked. You had to hit the close. So I hit close over there on the right, dangling out there in the ether, which takes me further into the game. <laughs> Except by further into the game, I mean straight into settings. Oh, you got straight into settings? I didn't get a splash screen and opener. It just goes straight to settings, and it starts going like, enable enable text-to-speech. It starts reading it to me audibly, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Wow. So at this point, what I realize is that I'm having the true EA experience. (laughs) What happened happened for me at this point is the splash screen comes up. Okay. And it's got this little loading icon in the bottom right. It's like a bunch of... 
Uh, oh squares. yeah, there's yeah, little squares, right? Yeah. Right. So then I sit there for like one minute, two minute, three minute. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell's going on? I kill the game, try it again, <laughs> and it's still loading, loading, loading. So I go out online, and there's a Reddit um, subreddit out there. It says, oh, anybody having issues with this? Like, yeah, just wait 15 minutes. It'll load up. <laughs> and I, and like, it's it optimizing shaders. Time. It only has to do it once. <laughs> it only happens the first time. But it, it takes 15 minutes. Yeah, just man. sit there and go, go make a sandwich or something. You got to optimize back. them shaders, bro. So I, so I ordered a pizza, went to go pick it up, <laughs> ate some, came back, and had loaded. So I'm not sure how long it actually took. Wow. If so you legitimately did pizza. <laughs> mine, mine didn't take that long. I mean, I do. I have it on like an NVMe drive, so maybe it was just processing faster. I don't know. You know, because who knows? It's probably like downloading and unpacking stuff or something in the background. But probably. So I get I get to the settings screen, and uh, I think my you're way past that. Wait, I assume the settings screen is like you know. Older Windows games, you used to boot them up and you would get, instead of loading into the game, you'd get like a window would pop up with like settings you could set before you actually load into the game. Yeah, I have no idea what that was. Which I've always thought was stupid. Why not just take me into the game and let me mess with the settings? But in this case, they take you into the game, but make you go through the settings and then go into the game still. (laughs) It's so weird. EA's UI is the designer worst. Or planner or whoever. Comes all up of with them. These, all of them. Need all their games are terrible. Yes. They just need to be fired. Just yes. Also, something it shouldn't take a minute and a half of loading on a performance PC to get to a menu. My God. <laughs> anyway, so uh, PUBG could take a lesson uh, <laughs> as well. Yeah. But so, all right. I get past that and it's like, hey, customize your pilots. I'm like, really? Mm. I don't even know. I haven't done any. I'm not logged in because, mind you, I still haven't logged in to Origin because all I could do was all I could click on was close. Right. And I'm like, all right. So I go in to, uh, you know, uh, customize my pilots, which means pick whether you want a dude head or a lady head, a dude body or a lady body. uh, You know what? You know what skin color you want them to have, because that's essentially it for the Empire and Mm -hmm. Rebel. And here, give them a name. Except (laughs) you can't actually change the name. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't. There's a there's a a window. There's like an input line. If you click on it, nothing happens. There's no cursor. No, nothing. You can't. So but down below, it says uh, a pick random or like generate random one. Okay, So there's like eight names. (laughs) You hit that button eight times. Guess or nine times. Guess what? You're seeing one twice. It's not random at all. You know, can't name yourself Turd McButt Dangle. Yeah, you so. can't name yourself anything like that. And so I'm like, well, wait sucks. a minute, are these the names that people are going to see in game? Like the games told me nothing. I've not been allowed to see anything or access anything yet, and I'm having to name my pilot, and I'm not allowed to change a name. And I'm going, well, 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 if this is the name my friends are always going to see and stuff, because I don't know, are they going to see my Steam name? I don't know. Yeah. The games told me nothing. Not yet. They. It shows your Steam name, and I guess if you're on PS4, it shows your PS4. So yeah, I finally. So that name is worthless. Yeah, I finally, I, you know, I, I killed the game because there's also no way to escape out of this. There's lots of places in this game where there's no way to go back. If you get into the wrong part of the menu, you're done. Especially when you're first doing this first process. So I cold killed the game, and I was trying to look up like, am I supposed to be able to rename? And you know, I finally. (laughs) 
there's you know the problem is there's so many problems with VR on PC right now that tons of the threads out there are all about VR sucking. And so I find a small little Reddit thread where somebody's like, hey, is it? and a bunch of people are like, yeah, me too. And no one has an answer. One guy's like, well, it doesn't work in VR. If you go exit VR mode, you can change your name and then you go back into VR mode. And everybody's like, no, we're not in VR mode, idiot. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I still don't know if I'm actually supposed to be able to make a custom name. But as Garrick was saying later on, when I just went, fine, call me whatever. I don't care. I, I went in because they're like, you can change stuff later on. And I go into the customize the pilots. And what do you know? I can pick whether they have boobs or not, which is essentially the difference between the man and woman figure. And they're all covered with a chest plate, so it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> their face, their race. And I, I'm looking, okay, you can unlock alien races later. Okay, cool. Uh, different parts about their outfit. And the name tab isn't even there. There's no <laughs> reference to this pilot name that I'm sitting here sweating over anywhere. And I'm like, God damn it, EA. Clean up your act. If this doesn't matter, don't put, don't force me to pick it before I'm allowed to access the game at all. You know, I, I'm not even to the menu yet. They should have just assigned you like a general neutral name. Well, like like the, the characters actually say when you're playing yeah, the like, game, they call you Vanguard Five. Like yeah, Alpha like, One hey, back in the old days. Bud, hey buddy. Yeah, hey hey Palio mine. Hey friendo. Hey tiger. Mind hey champ. Get that uh, bogey on my six friendo. Can you go back there, sporty? Sporting clean up, clean up the mess back there, uh, champion. I, it, it is so ridiculously EA in how poorly, like, it's like they don't own a whiteboard <laughs> because their UI is tough. I'm going to get Dr. Cox like up in here. Tough, rash. I don't know how development houses work, but this has <laughs> like a feel of compartmentalization to it like oh something you're this, exactly right this person works on the name this person works on something else and then at the end they just jam them all together well have you noticed that on several screens in the menu to go back it'll say like press k to go back and then the next screen is you go back a screen and that screen is press escape to go back <laughs> yeah. you go back another screen press k to go back and if you're on one of the k to go back screens and you hit escape it just goes to your options menu <laughs> <laughs> but if you're on the escape to go back to so you hit escape, it actually goes back. Like it is exactly what you said. I think Gary, it's just hyper compartmentalization with horrible design management overseeing mm -hmm. it. So all that aside, I was actually able to play some single player, some campaign. Me too. Yeah. So I didn't have my flight stick or my, my HOTAS or Ooh. HOTUS or however you say the throttle control hooked up. And I attempted to play it with the mouse and keyboard. No. <laughs> no. Get the Xbox controller out if you don't have anything else, but do not play this game with the mouse and keyboard. I died so many times just in pilot mode going through the intro, but then I hooked up my flight stick and my throttle control and uh, farted around in the uh, practice mode. And when I jumped back in to play like, the next story mission... I was like, oh, hell, I got this. Like, it <laughs> felt really good. It's, it's a completely different game. Yeah. When you, I don't know how. So it's on PS4, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe Xbox. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Probably. I don't. I actually don't know. know that for sure, but sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on PS4 because I was considering buying it. And then I'm like, how I know it's on play PS4. this game with a PS4 controller? Like, is it oh, going to take it? 
Yeah, you can. The, the controls are simplified. The interesting thing is, like, you know, they have actually have a, a lot of the customization of controls like the old X-Wing games did. Mm-hmm. But the default but is simplified. There's so many buttons, though. There's <laughs> a lot of buttons. That's true. I think there's probably a lot of, like, click-hold type selections and stuff in oh, the, yeah. I would assume, in the console version. Because when I was playing it, it didn't, like, when EA ports things out to PC, they feel mm-hmm. like a, 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 you know, a game that's from a PS4. Yeah, they're, they're, almost all of EA, especially the Star Wars games, are de- they definitely reek of console first. Because all the all the controls are just simplistic and yeah. you know consolely. Yeah, this one, I felt like it was seemed like it was more PC oriented because there was so many buttons and stuff. Because I had to, I have a flight stick with like twelve or thirteen buttons. Yeah, and I was utilizing. Just about all of them. Yeah, when I plugged in my flight stick uh, for when I the second go round, it automatically remapped. I have at least yeah fourteen or fifteen buttons, not including the different directions of like the cap switch and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it automatically okay, all this and the throttle control. Yeah, mine did that too, which it, was amazing. It didn't. It, it recognized my throttle controller, but did not map anything to it. So I went into the settings to like uh, adjust, change the throttle over from the flight stick to that. And when I did that, I saw exactly how much you can customize how it controls and i was like oh, oh man yeah. i'm intimidated like yeah, i was actually it, i'm like i'm like i'm gonna have to this is like it's like when i first played elite dangerous i'm like this is gonna take at least two weeks for me to dial this in <laughs> right really, yeah like all the the button that what's the uh button on the top that moves around i can't remember HUD, the hud button or whatever oh yeah it, the yeah it does the different management so that's yeah, the man, routing your power. Basically. But here's the thing. Yeah. So you can route your power like in old the X-Wing days, right? Power the engine shields, cannons, right? But here's the thing. If you get into the settings, you can actually dial it in so that you're actually man- like micromanaging them rather than just going, you know, power to engines, power to shields. Like, oh, increase power oh. to shields. Like, like you can actually get wow. that. Just like in the old X-Wing days where you could like do it in thirds and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually like go in and, and like make it so that you control everything at the finest point. So I have not played that much yet. Once I got it kind of like half dialed in, uh, I was, I was like, I felt like it was a whole different game. Like I was like ripping through tie fighters with my X wing mm. and it, and it felt legit. Yeah. Uh, I will it's, say the, the ships don't move very quick. They throw particle f- little particles at your screen to make it feel like you're going fast, but you're really probably only doing relative like 30 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you, I try to pull away from a ship and I think, oh, okay, I'm far enough to wait to clang run. And I turn around and yeah, it's right there. Yeah, like, it's clang the every time. It's like, all right, I just like, I turn, I do a strafing run. I fly past it for 30 seconds, <laughs> cut my speed back to half, do a quick whip around and smack right the hell into it. Every yeah. time. Because you're not actually going anywhere in this game. The physics are are very cheaty, but I have found that to be the case of a ton of space combat sims over the last yeah. 20 years. It's it's heavily focused on close combat, yeah. dogfighting. Yeah. So, like, if you want to do, like, in TIE Fighter, so I'm going to do a comparison mm-hmm. probably constantly to TIE Fighter. Well, yeah. You could do the long-range stuff. Oh, yeah. You could hit somebody from... A million miles away if you had good enough aim. Well, you had to be within 2.5K. You had to be within 2.5K to get the missile lock, and I think you had to be under 1.5K to actually hit with cannons. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Actually, it might have been 1 or 0.5. I don't remember. I could hit them with a missile Yeah, because I was that good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about, like, large capital ships. Yes. You're not going to miss a 
you know, Star Destroyer, if you shoot a missile directly at it, it's not going to move. Mm-hmm. It's not going to move out of the way. In this game, you have to at literally be close enough to get a lock and fire. Well, you don't have to get a lock, but close enough to fire. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it fires. I'm, I could be wrong. I, I have not successfully used a warhead. It never told me to in the tutorial. I was watching a YouTube video of some guy doing it. I'm like, and I was like, all right, use your warheads. I'm like, it never, I, I never got that. <laughs> and I never did that. What? I was, I was almost mad. So I got to go back and play with that because I've just been doing everything straight cannons. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at one point when we were attacking a Star Destroyer, like doing strafing runs on the, on the, uh, on the turrets, like the, uh, the yeah. turbo lasers, like, mm hmm. I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I was supposed to be taking out its like sensor <laughs> array, and I did not care because I'm just like I am hitting, I'm hitting the button that I mapped to target who's attacking me, and I'm killing it, which has yeah. to be turbo laser that's, after turbo laser. That's a Tie Fighter tactic. Like, I know. You take, out, you take out the top turbo lasers first, yes, and then take out the shield generators exactly, and then hit it with ion cannon. Yep. And it's done. You're you're good. You're gonna blow it up. Yep. And I was, but I just kept doing strafing runs on the turbo lasers, and every time one blew up, I giggled with glee. Man, it felt mm-hmm. good. It felt yeah. really good. So it felt good. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm sure we'll have more to say about the game in the future as we get further into it and the story there's mode less, and all that. There's there were some bugs in gameplay, like I, I encountered oh, right. a mission where I had to follow my flight leader. Yeah. So I'm following and following, and he's literally just flying around in a circle around me. <laughs> so I'm I cut my speed to zero and I just follow him dead in space, just following him, watching him fly circles around me. Yep. And he does this for about ten minutes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> One something's thing I wrong. They don't expect you to know how to form up in formation with your squad. So sometimes when you're trying to like turn and get a lock on your squad leader, which you can target your squad leader just so that they're, you know, obvious on your HUD and follow them the squad leader will keep pulling away because they're trying to keep formation yeah, on you. you can, so you, you turn and they're like, the okay. Speed. And they turn too. And you're like, no, come back. Uh, you I know the speed of the formation. But yeah. This time I was controlling the speed and he was just, he kept turning and turning and turning. So I stopped. <laughs> and like, literally the only mission objective was to follow your, uh, I can't remember a uh, gunner. It was gunner. Yeah. Follow yeah, the, gunner. He's so in I'm the E wing or something. The U wing. <laughs> like, okay. So I ended up having to kill the game and, restart and eventually it worked and it yeah at one point i was we were all in formation and i just start, started barrel rolling and they were all trying to keep up with me in the barrel roll and started slamming into each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that, a yeah. little janky in that but i would get when i got that bug i was just trying to fly into uh capital ships just for the hell of it to see how much damage i would take mm-hmm. and so when i'd fly i flew into the hangar of one of the larger ones yeah and i guess one of my teammates started maybe followed me or something. Cause when I came out, I see this X wing next to me, just like smoking and sparking it on fire. I'm like, <laughs> no, don't follow me. I'm the new kid. No, don't actually do that. <laughs> I'm new blood. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I will say that the, the, the three times I've exited the game, two times, not including the first cold kill when I couldn't name a pilot. Uh, so the two times I've legitimately exited the game, the game has frozen up both times it's locked up and I've had to cold kill it. So I have yet to successfully close the game without cold killing <laughs> it from the task manager. Cause that's oh. a really hard process for anybody. Any company that works for EA games yeah. cannot figure out how to exit a game smoothly. Yeah. I've, I've tried the AI multiplayer. It seems kind of fun. Oh yeah. You, yeah. You get uh, waves of whatever side you're on uh, fighters. And then you also have capital ships. So it's like you take 
take out the fighters whilst trying to kill the capital ships at the same time. So whoever, I guess, takes out the final capital ship wins. Okay. Seems kind of fun. And you can earn like special currency to buy uh, new um, pilots or gear or yeah. jobs for your your um, vehicles. Yeah, it looks like it's got like daily missions and stuff like that. That'll yeah, help you like get more s- ex- whatever points to spend on stuff or I don't know. Right. That's, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that thing. Yeah. Yep. So but it's fun. It's a fun game. Once they is. get patches out to us, uh, maybe get hopefully get rid of some of these bugs. It, it it pretty 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 good game, I'd say. Yeah, it feels good. It's not mm-hmm. it's not the same as Tie Fighter. It doesn't have the breadth of space that no. Tie Fighter and X Wing Alliance and X Wing and X Wing versus Tie Fighter all had. But it's definitely the closest thing to it. You can play it almost as simply as the Starfighter series on console a while back and on PC. Um, but you can it seem to basically get about as much control depth as you got in those old games too. And I, I would have said I would have predicted that you couldn't do both in the same game. And I think they've gotten pretty close. I think yeah, they've gotten pretty close. It's it's, so, uh, it's like a spiritual successor to the Tie Fighter X Wing series. I'd yeah. Say. One of the random names for the Rebel pilots is Ace Azmine. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. And they dropped a Thrawn reference like early in the game too, which was awesome. Did they? Did I miss it? Um, I was probably fiddling with something when it happened. Well, one of your uh, squad leaders or squadron mates at the beginning is a a lizard guy. Um, What is he? Like Uh, a Bosk. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a. Well, I think he he's like yeah, Trandoshan, Trandoshan, or uh, or maybe a bearable if they still exist. He's one of those. If you talk to him, he <clears throat> he tells you his backstory where he was like a art thief. Oh. He's like, he's like, how would I know that the emperor would show Grand Admiral Thrawn that fake thing I sold him? <laughs> I'm like, so he, that's the, you're like, oh yeah, Thrawn knew it instantly. It was fake and told him. That's awesome. So I skipped those. You know me. I'm religious about not skipping cutscenes and conversations and stuff. But I had just got all of my settings remapped after having to cold kill the game an additional time that I didn't mention. I had mapped all my uh, my settings for my uh, throttle, and it didn't save them. So I had to remap them, and I was trying to get into the game to see that everything was set up right. And it's mm. like, first talk to these 12 people. And I'm like, <laughs> God, duh! So I just literally, like, I would click on them and then click skip, which is against you my religion. Do, but... I mean, their backstories are pretty cool. Like uh, the CNR fleet systems owner's daughter is one of your, your squad members. Oh, wow. Yeah. Grace CNR. I can't remember what her full name is, but I was like, she like, yeah, that's my family. And I love blowing up those ships. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) noise. Speaking of blowing up ships, it's time for some neat, 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 neat news. Hey Josh, would you do me a favor? Throw a throw in an orange attached to, or whip Mike with an orange that is somehow tied to. Uh, Are we like stick. three and a half hours in right now? It should. Just about. We should be. Yeah. Um, we should be. I'm. Two I'm going to suggest that we a... skip news and go to the topic. You have oh, no news. I have, have news. News. You guys Hold really want to get into news? No. What's no, your favorite news item? Best news item. One no, news no. item off the list. Dune Jamie Foxx returns as Electro in Spider-Man <laughs> That's 3. That's the best one. I love it. <laughs> better than Doom trailer? Been... Yeah, Doom, better Doom, than Doom, Doom trailer, trailer for sure. For sure. 100% sure. Yeah. So, Jamie Foxx, who was uh, part of the 
Amazing Spider-Man. The Garfield verse. The Garfield verse <laughs> is back uh, in the back, MCU. I mean, he didn't make a as bad the same electro. character. <laughs> it's confusing. We, That's the uh, well, only weirdness now, about this. Now that said, we have J.K. Simmons returning as uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Uh -oh. right. Are we into the multiverse? Uh oh, it seems dun, like dun, it doesn't. Sure does. Yeah. First Why off, J.K. Simmons have similarities. J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. No one. It's like it's like you can't recast Nick Fury at this point, yeah, right? Truth. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson is J.K. Simmons. I mean, he's he, they even use his voice in the video games. <laughs> Word. You know, I, I I'm I'm of I'm of uh, absolute support of that. But when it comes to Jamie Fox, who did a perfectly fine job as Electro, but that movie kind of sucked. I, I liked say, it. You actually, know what? I've seen that movie once. I can't even remember it. it I, I, it's so It wasn't it was bad. It just wasn't good either. <laughs> so it's <laughs> weird. Paul Giamatti in it again? It's as, weird uh, to draw. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> as Rhino for three seconds. Yeah, bring his, him his in. face like, superimposed yeah, on movie. a 3D model. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's just weird to be drawing from that film. Which yeah. is, I, I would assume that's the least successful Spider-Man film of the last 25 years. I would assume that. Yeah, that's probably we a safe bring in what's-his-name who played Sandman. Yeah. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. From uh, Wings. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say from Wings Tombstone. and... Yeah, Tombstone, exactly. <laughs> Steven Stinkin' Foster. One of, like, 27 villains in that film. Yeah, yeah. and all those, really. Oh, yeah. Topher Grace could be Venom again. Oh, that's okay, though. You know what? I'll uh, so for graces. I'll go ahead and Venom. take. Uh, I'll yeah, take. No. Uh, I'll take Bane as Venom. The Bane who is addicted to Venom playing Venom. I'm still trying. I'm <laughs> yeah, still trying Tom to Hardy. figure out if if the Tom Hardy Venom is in the MCU. Is has there been any discussion of that? Well, it on was on an official it was, level. It was done. I believe the movie was shot before the whole handshake was made to right. use Tom Holland. I think. Actually, I'm not sure that's true now that I said it out loud. I, I think I, I, I feel I like it think, absolutely should be. That movie's not bad. It's not grandiose like MC, all the rest yeah, of the films in the but, MCU are, but it's not bad. And Tom Hardy, who the impression I've gotten is that that film was not intended to be. It was supposed to be more yeah, of a, kind of like, like a, a like the Joker, like, like the, Joker. the Joker. Yeah, but but there's such a desire for the MCU to be united that. Yeah. That it feels like they're going to try to drag it in. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, and my honest to God, like, I'm not it. the world's biggest Tom Hardy fan. I'm really, not, I'm just plain not. There's some things I've liked him in, other things where I'm like, pass, hard He's pass. Fine, but I actually, I actually really like his Eddie Brock. Like, it's probably, I mean, okay, I've only seen two different Eddie Brocks in the movies, but like, <laughs> across all of the Eddie Brocks, across the multimedia spectroverse, I really liked the way he did it. You know, he's yeah. like he was like a like a beat guy, beat reporter guy, but also like just blue collar through and through. And I think he did a really, really great job. The movie was sixty percent quality compared to his performance. You know, it was only sixty percent hitting on the cylinders that he was hitting on. But there's no reason why it can't be picked up and and pulled into everything else too. I liked it. I really did. They're making it, the Sinister Six or something. Is that what this movie's about? I feel I like that's remember. overshooting it, but that would make sense. That's what they were planning with the yeah, because the they yeah they could bring in Michael Keaton again, mm -hmm. and uh, well, they need a Doctor Octopus. Was Sinestro in the Sinister Six? No, 
That's that's a if they were going to bring anybody back, that's who they should have brought back. Doc Ock, man. Yeah, but can but there there again, like, can you can you top the performance of guy who was in Indiana Jones? Why can't I remember his name? Thank you, Alfred Molina. I've I'm getting the alcohol is getting right to the point where I'm no longer getting full recall. Like a little bit of alcohol, I get full recall. A little too much alcohol, I get like ten percent recall. Yeah, Alfred Molina was so charming as Doc Ock in Spider Man oh, yeah. Two. So good, great performance. A lot of people Bring consider him back. that. Bring second everybody movie back. The best. the best of the three. Yeah, yeah. Do- well, Doc Ock is a girl now. Yeah. Well, that's one universe. Yeah, that, that's in that's in a multiverse. Aren't they all girls now? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's gender swap it and move on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like there's enough widespread love for the Sinister Six. I feel like you need to spend more time building up to that before you just dump people in. Who else is in the That's Sinister what they said about Six. the Avengers, though. Let's see. Sinister Six is, uh, Vulture, Vulture Michael Electro, Keaton, right. Doc Mysterio. Ock, yeah. Electro, Mysterio, Sandman, Sandman, Craven the Hunter, Craven the Hunter. There you go. Hmm. That was the original, but it's obviously changed. Yeah, but Mysterio, the, the MCU Mysterio, not... Ray Mysterio. Did he die in that? I can't. Or remember. did he? That, actually, yeah, that, that's a thing. It, aren't there like video, like web videos or something that aren't in the movie that lead you to believe that he didn't actually die? Oh, he dies all the time in the comics. Yeah, that's the other thing. Mysterio. He's literally his name is Mysterio. <laughs> for God's sake, well, you think he's really dead? Dies, and then but somebody else takes up the mantle of Mysterio. That's so true. They just slap the old fishbowl on their head, fill it with right. fog, and go to town. Fill it with vape from like Mystery Men. Yeah, that's the one. Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio from this. Yeah, the guy in Mystery Men named Mysterio. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm following you. Yep. The blue Mysterio. Want a little whipped cream, Mr. Cherry Top? I'm not, right. I'm not knifey yeah. boy. I'm not stab man. So, yeah, it looks like we're having I, I, it's a trend, apparently. So you know, the other thing. Guys ab- from different universes. So. The other interesting thing about that, though, is how WandaVision is now going to be leading. Uh, what are we? What are we in the MCU phase three? What are God, we getting ready? What phase the hell are we? Do, do people even know? Or so care? I it don't was know. going to be. Uh, it was going to be the Black Widow movie led us into this, but then the right. COVID's happened. So now yes. we're going into the next phase with Wandavision, mm-hmm. and people are wondering if Wandavision is going to kick off the incorporation of mutants into the MCU. Right. Oh, be- that would be awesome. Yeah, they've already started casting these guys. Right. By the way. Right. And the thing is, just a little. Quick backstory, mutants are part, you know, the X-Men and all the all things mutant related were signed off to 20th Century Fox, right? But now Disney owns Fox, so they can just pull them right back into the MCU. And uh, Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, a.k.a., you know, Wanda and WandaVision, is basically, there was a comic arc where she literally made all mutants cease to exist, right, Garrick? <laughs> well, a lot of them. Yeah, literally, she said, no more mutants. They were gone. Because even though we had Wanda and Quicksilver in the Avengers movies, they are actually originally mutants. They are the daughter and son of of of, uh, of, yes, sir. of Gandalf. Yes, so, sir. Uh, <laughs> Magneto. Magneto. Gandalf. And so, but they changed them to incorporate them into the Avengers. Fine, fine, that works. But it looks like maybe now they're going to use that loophole that there might be sort of a similar thing, but maybe in reverse is what I'm reading. There's rumors that there might be like a reverse, no more mutants things to justify the children of uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision uh, who are considered mutants or mutant offspring. 
So there's going to be, they think they, there, there's a possibility that the show might be the linchpin that brings the mutants all into the MCU. That'll be interesting to see how they do that. I mean, I've, I've been wondering. I am too, but I'm having a hard time imagining an MCU with mutants that doesn't include Wolverine and yes. a Wolverine that does not include Hugh Jackman. Yes. I, oh. I, you took the words. Right I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> be that guy who said, nobody can be better than Hugh Jackman. But guys, nobody can be better than Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's got to be a way they can, no, they can do it. When he was well, first I, cast, I mean, I think. think of Solo. He's you're not, right. He's All not and Aaron Reich was he is really not good. Better, but he now is, there he, is a way but, to pull the, this but off. But they made a fun movie, so if yeah. you make a good movie, people get behind. There it. is a way to pull this off, and having having um, Hugh Jackman and a different Wolverine. This is going to be wishful thinking on my owners, Dern Goodens. But uh, no, there's a comic series. There's Old <laughs> Man Logan. A lot. There's the Old Man Logan series who's pulled oh, in from a different yeah, universe. Now you're talking. So to me, I mean, all if right. they're willing to pull right. guys in all from right. you know Jamie Foxx in and all that, they stuff. kind of already did that. In if the you've last seen the trailer then. for Wandavision, I'm saying if you see the trailer for Wandavision, it looks like there's like a whole thing where reality's getting messed with. Yes, and it's and I know I don't know the comic story that it's. This com- is why they to. needed to do a better job on Fantastic Four. Just saying. Because well, and they needed because Doom is the one that in the comics is the one that messes yeah. with time. Yeah, he that's the Secret Wars that, yeah, thing, Secret right? Wars, right? Yeah, the Secret Wars two, the second Secret Wars, right. where he kind of rewrites the entire Marvel right. comic universe. So yeah, I, kind I agree. Of. Well, <laughs> yeah, kind well, of. actually, <laughs> kind of. No, I'm not gonna just just go on. But I yeah I. I'm hoping they use this kind of mind f that Wandavision looks to be like a fun one. To yeah, just kind of break down the rules so yes. they can That'd be cool. Patch in all the Why not? all the licensing mistakes that Marvel made out of desperation in the past. I, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds fun to me. I mean, because mm-hmm. I mean they've MCU has done their big thing now, so it's like, how do you top that? Yeah, you know? let's it's just like, start let's just having as much, let's make the party as big as possible. Amen, brother. Yeah, let's I mean, do it. Yes, sir. Do have it. Have fun with it. That's just all I had for just news. Have, yeah, just have fun with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, back and back. What? Again? I don't know if y'all know this, but the Hobbit movie. Oh, no. We Which don't, one? We don't speak that name. Then the, the, the three movies that, no. the, that the Peter Jackson made no, no, about no, no, The no, Hobbit. No, 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 no. That was based on only one book. Did you guys know that? Yes, I did. Mm, yep. Moneyball. Interesting thing. I don't know if y'all know this, but when the rights of the Lord of Rings was bouncing around from studio to studio with Universal and then the Weinstein Company... Uh-huh. Before landing at New Line, Bob Weinstein, because they didn't think anybody wanted to see the Lord of the Rings that bad, <laughs> said, why don't you do all three of them books, but in like one movie? Oh. <laughs> and that was no, almost <laughs> the oh. most egregious thing the Weinstein Company <laughs> oh, ever almost. did. Oh, well, almost. Almost. Pretty yeah. close. <laughs> and they are in the credits for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Wow. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> it's probably not karma. It's like, all right, Bob, we can't lock you up for that, but your brother, he's touchy. Yeah, to say the least. He's going to jail. <laughs> for also other things, but also that. Also that. Bob. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what, guys? If, Stop if talking they about. They would have put him in jail for that back then. He'd 
would have saved Think about life. all the th- pain and That's not pain. worth the joke. It's pain and suffering. <laughs> Finally. All right, let's talk about this four-hour movie. Hey, it was great. Wait, I, See we, you later, Jelly. Can we talk more about squadrons first? Doesn't work. Mike, you want to talk about squadrons? Look at me. I'm, the, who, like, what, who? I'm the jam. Can we send another now. four hours on squadron? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I can actually. While they were talking about it, I went up and downloaded it and installed it myself. So I'd like to talk about my experience installing the game. I, All right. Yeah, and I've already played it ten times over and beat it. So. Streaming oh, no, on your no iPad spoiler. with with no controls whatsoever. You yeah. except your brain. Wow. You didn't see me leave and then come yeah, back. Yeah, because there is. I a, did actually <laughs> twice. Yeah, I there's think. an iPad version now since you guys have finished. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're not finished. That's right. Only just begun. You guys are slow then. <laughs> All right. All right then. Keep your secrets. Okay. The load of the rings. <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah. Yep, Lord of the Rings. Yep, the I'm getting Tolkien one. Tolkien masterpiece. Yeah, Tolkien. Tolkien, <laughs> Tolkien. There we go. There it is. Woo! Oh, yeah. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> I'm going to get emotional. Don't you do this to me, Howie. <laughs> Don't you do this to me, Howie. Uh, what a soundtrack. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> May it be. <laughs> oh, get my old Enya CDs out. <laughs> Oh, man. Annie Lennox, take me home. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack. Yeah, Beast Agreed. Mode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best. Ones. Probably top I, uh, three soundtracks of all time. In my I, opinion, I, I take it for granted. You're probably right, though. I meant to look this up, but there was a lot of similar beats in Fellowship's um, soundtrack that sounded very similar to the Matrix. Are they the same? <laughs> really? Are they the, are they the same person? I mean, I well, I that's literally, up. that was Annie Lennox sure. singing, right? What's Inya. that? It was Enya? Yeah. No, no, who did the soundtrack it for was, Howard uh, Shore? Uh, Rob Zombie did both. Howard Shore. Rob Zombie did both. Uh, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Aerosmith. Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. If, no, but part of Aerosmith was if, the if you if, if you if you the, actually that, compare that the contrast Legolas theme to Dude Looks Like a Lady, that was the asteroid movie. Are, are you sure you're not getting it confused with High Fidelity, Mike? <laughs> yeah, Which no. Howard no, Shore also scored. Either way, one of the best soundtracks of all time. Of all time. I mean, all I would time. say it's no Dances with Wolves, but it's right up there with Dances with Wolves. Right up there, yeah. It's man. the top three. Dances yeah. Wolves probably it's better than Dances. Do all three Lord of the Rings count as one? See, see. Do all Star see? Wars count as one? See, see. <laughs> Empire uh, Strikes Back, Dances with Wolves, then all them there Lord of the Ringses. There you go. I'll I'll agree with that. Okay, so supposedly it was <laughs> uh, Don Davis. So I was I way off. I will kill you. I, I will kill you. Dead. I will kill you dead. What, you say? Don what? Davis was the guy that did. Gladiators, better not than Howard Shore. No, it was no. Chemical Brothers. I'm sure of it. <laughs> the The song that everyone remembers from yeah. the Matrix is Chemical Brothers. Yeah, he's got a point. Yeah, they they pretty much wrote the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. Might as well have at this point. <laughs> Seriously, well, the parents guy. And the, the new Matrix movie is called Matrix colon the Chemical Brothers. I'm just saying. <laughs> Actually, it's the Chemical Sisters. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh I'm my sorry. gosh. <laughs> I couldn't resist. 
No, that's ridiculous because only one of them is back for the Matrix Four. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So it's the it's the, the it doesn't single, matter. We're talking Lord of the, the Rings. Lord of the Rings. The person of the Rings. Pew 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 pew. Which is the sound that hobbits right. make. Lord of the Rings. Lord of Fodder. Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Lotter fodder. Oh. Lotter fodder. Yep. Yep. Two thousand one movie. You know that two thousand. I meant to look that up, but I'm glad you did because I couldn't. Yeah, we were we were in college when the yeah even before the trailer hit, they were putting out footage showing uh-huh. some of the special effects, and at the time, it was like, oh, holy cow, because you know. Oh look, what, here's a scene where thousands of yeah, dudes are fighting I mean, thousands of dudes. What what the what a workshop was doing then was uh, I'm maybe this is sacrilegious to say, but it was almost akin to what you know, Lucasfilm was doing back yeah, in the day whenever they were innovating, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny because what what year was, was that? Oh, one, you said? Yeah. Oh, one. Yeah. But they started I mean, that's just You may that. remember that two year. Years, it's famous for terrorism. <laughs> that's just two years yeah. before, you know, Phantom Menace and we had the big battle scene there. Yep. But those are, in my opinion, worlds apart. Yeah. <laughs> in terms yeah. of quality. Worlds apart. Which one's Better, uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I was with Corey on that one. I'm like, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? There's only one right answer, Mike. (laughs) A friendship. Mike's like, uh, did you see those Gungans? They're badass. Friendship maintained. (laughs) (laughs) No, now, okay. So on the special effects front. I've heard you say uh, many a time that those special effects don't really hold up. Oh, I thought up. you were going to say that I only hear when I want to. No, well, some of them too, don't. Okay. I, so there are definitely some scenes where you're like, oh, that's pretty okay, obvious. Ish. Right. I felt like, because watching these two movies, because we, you know, we watch this, you know, we haven't delved into. Uh, Return of the King yet, but uh, well, we're not talking about Two Towers yet either. No, no, we're only talking about Fellowship right yes, now. Yes, truth. But even but those two movies, I still feel like I watched them both today, uh-huh. and you know, they're still really, really good. I feel like I feel like they did. They hold up real other, well. So there, other than the Rubberman Legolas, you there know, are yeah. oh, so much Rubber Rubberman Legolas, and is, there isn't that much of him in Fellowship. He shows up more later. That there's a there's one part true. that always gets me that I just can't stand. I wish they would cut it out in Please. Fellowship. Yes. Which one? When they're fighting the cave troll. Yeah, the cave troll. Oh, he jumps yeah. off of him. He jumps off. Yeah, yeah, when he jumps off of him right. toward the camera. That's like the skull that's of Emotep shooting at the camera he, out of the flames. He, looks, <laughs> he just looks like a stick falling down. Yeah. Like, but still, I... I like a, car, a rubber terrible. stick. But the troll. Yeah, rubber stick. The troll itself. The troll looked really good. Amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and you say the same thing, Harry Potter. The troll looked great, but Harry Potter was made out of Play-Doh yeah. on, you know, rubber Play-Doh. But call me an old guy, because yeah, my Mike, my daughter could watch that and, an and be like, oh yeah, that looks stupid. Oh, yeah. But I'm the kind I of mean, guy I still feel like the movie. I feel like Superman the movie is great. That, see, they see okay. <laughs> where I was gonna what I was gonna say is there are eighties movies where the special effects are by Even today's when he's quality. Running really fast when he was a kid. Dog crap. And that was awesome. They were that was the, by today's <laughs> standards, there are awesome. special effects then that were dog crap. But there's a difference when you can tell that they really they knew their limits and they knew it wasn't going to look real, so they did what they could with what they had. Yes. Versus someone going, oh, 
look what we can do. George Lucas in the prequel trilogy. Well, that's prequels. Yeah. You overplay <laughs> you know your hand. You don't exercise any restraint. <laughs> and so there are crappy special effects that still hold up. Now, Lord of the Rings did a, a lot of, look what we can do. They did. But overall... They're done so tastefully with just, the, just barely the right amount of reserve that those little moments like that, they're fleeting. They're fleeting. Those little ones that suck, they're gone. Now, when I get to Rubber Legolas, you know, unhinging his elbow to get back up onto the horse in slow motion later, <laughs> uh, we'll talk. Uh, yeah. Some of the slow motion stuff, yes. <laughs> Elves are made slow up. motion Actually, is the is the king of the hill of <laughs> look what we can do. <laughs> yeah, there are some critiques about this movie, but um, yeah. it looks so good. Because have you seen the behind the scenes? I know Howie probably has. Oh, it's like, I've yeah. watched quite a bit. But of they, it. I put it on rewatch. They literally like hand stitched everybody's clothing. They mm-hmm. yeah. did they, old school like leather working. Oh and, yeah. Put together like plastic S. Oh, the, the swords things that you the would non-combat, never see. Yeah. They still took time and effort. The non-combat swords are literally forged and hammered out by hand. That's they are, amazing. They are That's actual great. like weapons. Great. Now they don't have most of them. Most of them don't have like razor sharp edges. Sure. But other than that, they are absolutely a real, totally, absolutely handcrafted sword. And then there's. There's rubber versions for stunt scenes. There's the ones right. for combat that aren't going to stab somebody, but like they made the real deal. Yeah, it's they, uh, amazing. The the and then I I brought up bigotures, which they were talking a lot about in the special scene behind the scenes commentaries. Is they everything was more or less real? They made it in a like a oversized large model, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the the towers and uh, Rivendell and all this stuff. But they just like kind of shot in the background and put like weather effects yeah. in yeah, huge it looks, huge minutes why it looks so real they yeah. they have um they had a a, a a a hurdle to get over that was most movies don't have to even consider mm-hmm. is when you have all these varying sizes of you know species you get hobbits and you have humans and then you have you know dwarves, dwarves mm-hmm. and of course you got trolls but mainly Speaking of the humans versus the dwarves or and the, the hobbits, Don't oh, yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> and you have to put them together, and it has yeah. to look real. And it can't look like a bunch of flat things moving past you know each what? other. Yeah, right? They, yeah, they had to have a lot of different ways to accomplish yes. that. Yes, you know, bigotures is one of those. Force perspective is another oh, one. Straight of Straight up yes. CG, front to back, yeah, and, other and then they yeah. also hired they also hired uh, extra uh, actors to to uh, walk along. You know Gandalf and whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. The right. yeah the, the, the kids and stuff to look and like. Yeah, no, they well, were person. Oh, little, were they little? Yeah. I, the taper, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like their builds, they looked like, like children. children. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, also, the fact that John Reese Davies, Gimli, is the tallest person in the Fellowship. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He yeah. is the actual. He's taller than Orlando Bloom. Not so I want to tell you what. <laughs> taller than Viggo Mortensen, and he yeah. plays the dwarf. Yeah. But that's great. You would never, never know yeah. that. No, they, they made the uh, two um, uh, sh- uh, hot bag ends uh, sets. Mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. that was over large for when they were filming Bilbo. Yeah, and uh, and then one that was really small. So when Gandalf came in, he was you know hitting his head on stuff. 
which yep. is like incredible because yeah. they, they probably have the literally double made every that set. house. Yeah, the scenes twice. in Bag End are amazing because there's a lot of yeah, force perspective. There's, it's yeah. all force perspective. Uh, yeah, but it actually goes along with the feel of that. Like because you have this silly scene where here's this tall old wizard who's banging his head on the light, and here's this guy who's ready for the party and he's nervous and he's got a magic ring that makes him evil and all kinds of, like and it's just a weird <laughs> scene. It's, you get all this forced perspective <laughs> yeah. that actually enhances it. It really and does. also makes it look perfect. It yeah. does, right? Yeah. yeah. And they could have, they could have went CG with all that, and they didn't. And nope. I love that because, mm-hmm. I, again, there's something to be said for, um, you know, those practical, you know, shots and yeah. angles and and all yeah. that stuff. Because yeah. I mean, it feels real. I mean, the whole thing, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, the CG was still really flat. Yeah. Hell, I still think it's flat today. Yeah. But well, and I see I see the flatness when I watch it now. But the funny thing is, I really don't think that I didn't see it when it came out. I think I saw the flat. I think I saw it for what it was, but I also knew that it was amazing because of what they were accomplishing. And <clears throat> again, like I said before, I feel like even in the scenes where Sauron's swinging his sword and 50 dudes are flying yeah. through the air, ah. they knew You've never seen that. Yes. Right. And they knew that they're going to show it to you, but they're not going to put you like the camera's not going to be like attached to his arm as the sword swings, like a bunch of stupid crap like we see in, in uh, action movies these days. They're just going to show you from just enough of a distance that even if it's flat and the whole thing looks very layered, you're going to be like, wow. That's intense. It's, still, it's also it's also a flashback scene, so they almost present it as yeah. in like a memory yeah, and like shadow. Almost like almost like moving yeah. moving lithographs. It, it's like a yeah. memory and shadows, so like yeah. it, it's gonna look a little bit like it's been passed on in lore that's, and that's, yeah. that's a good point. That's they a did a very good point. They did a you're very right, they good did. job with that throughout that entire opening salvo of Galadriel talking in the version that we yeah. watch for approximately thirty seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Every so, second is pure gold. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If you guys don't know, there's not just two versions. Like a lot of people a lot of people believe there's a theatrical oh, and the extended edition. There's right, a yeah. theatrical release and the extended edition, both of which you could get on DVD when they first came out. Okay, here's the theatrical release and then like but wait till Thanksgiving. In three months you get the extended edition and it'll look like a book. And we're all like, oh, yeah. And then several years later, they're like, you may not realize this, but we just doubled the length of each extended edition. (laughs) The director's cut. Yeah. Like the, the, the super director had nothing to do. Cut rated R. It is like, they're (laughs) like through everything in three forty five. I think so good. So long. I have never watched the credits because they're so good. I've never watched any of those extended versions. (laughs) Did you bust Uh, out the theatrical releases for your review? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's all all I own. And I, I, mm. I still say the theatrical releases have the best pacing. But if you really like Lord of the Rings, like Garrick and I. If you really like, I would never go back to theatrical. No, ever. ever. I could, I could, I could, but I do. If I was, I appreciate the extended editions. Cry about it for the enhancements. The super extended editions are pushing the envelope with me. No, man, I'm never never going back to regular. (laughs) Okay, so okay, out of out of all of us here, yeah, how many of us have read the books? 
I have know. never read Fellowship. Okay. I've read Two Towers. So of Josh has. Hobbit. You I hated that. fantasy before I saw this movie. Yeah, I was. I, I was, hated fantasy. I said this right. uh, maybe. Yeah, we've said last it a couple week. weeks. So you yeah. said yeah. you've read two of the three. I, after I saw the movie, I went and read the Two Towers and Return of the King. Okay. So when people were talking about Tom Bombadil, I'm like Tom Bomba who? I don't know what the hell you're talking right. about. How are you? I have ever? not. Okay. Um, actually, Gar- I know Garrett's read all. This is this is oh, like yeah. A, this so is not only I've read those three. He's I've read, read the, the Japanese manga version. And, a, <laughs> and a few of the other offshoot books as well. I've also i i read i read about a third of the Silmarillion before before I realized I was getting older. Now, <laughs> quickly, I, I, this was when I was. I mean, elementary school, maybe yeah. maybe middle school. Okay. I mean, I specifically... Oh, I'm an advanced reader. <laughs> I specifically remember, it. like, Please. the position that I was in laying on my bed and getting, like, sore just, like, reading these yeah. these books. And and I remember my dad saying, oh, I, I read these books whenever I was younger and I loved them. You should check them out. Back so, when I smoked weed. <laughs> yeah. It's always had that connection. And we didn't have a VCR. VCR. So, yeah, it, it was... And, and I read them because I had seen the animated version of The Hobbit. And yeah. back then... Yeah, there, it's on my list. There was no fantasy out there. So, The Hobbit... Yeah, what, you have, like, Crawl? Yeah, the animated Hobbit was yeah. amazing. So, I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to see this. Then I remember trying to read... Uh, uh, the Silmarillion, and yeah, that wasn't going to happen at that age. It was like, what if and... I read Genesis, but it was 80 times as long? <laughs> I don't... Oh, it gets way better, though. After you get to the second age, it's great. I don't think I read The Hobbit till like, 2012, but... Oh, Lord the of the Hobbit Rings. Lord of the book. Rings was my introduction. Now that's the one thing I have fantasy. read is the Hobbit. I yeah, have, me too. I keep. Well, I love that, the Hobbit. And, 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 I love and that that's book. a totally different written story. Oh it, yeah, it's like written as a children's. Story. Yeah, he wrote it for his yeah. kids, and their ages change. That's I, I don't know if that's true. It's a wives' tale that I've heard is that he wrote and finished the Hobbit in preparation for Lord of the Rings for his kids at that age. And then when his kids were older, he was writing Lord of the Rings at mm. appropriate for that age. Okay. I don't know if that's true. The internet throws sure. a lot of Tolkien yeah, lore around. Weird. Yeah. But but mm. but starting with Tolkien. So I'm, he wrote all this stuff. Like he made this whole world, right? Yeah, this is the definition and, of, and the languages therein. And, well, he and made he the languages over this made, too. Yes. Th- this is the definition of Fox hard Wars. hard world building. Yeah. Writing this stuff. Meaning I'm gonna yeah. literally write a language. Yeah, World War One uh trenches. Yep. yep. Writing Not Foxhole's a, trenches. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there could have been a foxhole thing yeah, for good been. measure. You never sometimes they the trench, sometimes you start the then. trench and go, oh, we meant to build it over there, <laughs> and then you and then that line. becomes a trench. But what you did was just a foxhole, and you're like, no, I already did it. I'm sitting here. <laughs> Boom. If foxhole. you put a you cover goes. over a trench, does it become a foxhole? I I feel like you do. I or, feel like that. Or is happens. it a fox trench? <gasps> when does it become fox worthy? Oh, when, <laughs> well, it, well, I see what you when you might be a redneck. It was partly his commentary on real world events. Kind of. Kind of. No. But I mean, no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> no. 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 Is that, is he, that, a, is he that hated allegory? Sale? Oh, he, that. He yeah. hated allegory? Yeah. He hated allegory. It's in the, not, it's not in a big the, animal uh, farm oh, yeah, fan. Didn't, didn't he get into arguments with C.S. Lewis and, and like basically. Well, C.S. Lewis rip, rip, loved rip, allegory. Yeah, he'd rip yeah, C.S. Lewis, Lewis like, like a new butthole. Like, you know. Famous. For those who don't know, C.S. Lewis and. Chronicles of Narnia. Tolkien. 
are were were contemporary besties <laughs> at that time. Lovers, you they mean. had a they had a cafe that they would hang out at right. and talk about what they were writing. Well, I remember I, the name I'm of the cafe. I'm not sure if it's a cafe or if it's a, <laughs> a bar it's tavern. Yeah, okay. Well, I've seen a play that has the name of this bar in the name of the play yeah. that was actually Garrick, really I, good. I, I, to defend myself, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than this. My impression was is that Tolkien hated how obvious the allegory the was, obvious like sure. the, in C.S. Lewis, and he said, "You know, it should be." You're in, lying, Jesus. We get it. It should <laughs> right. It should be in the background, like it's it's not. It shouldn't be so in your face. And my impression was is that it was coming out of his lived experience. He wasn't intending it to be like this is my commentary on the world, but yet the themes are like, borrowed. Yes. So, that makes sense. So when he, when he just had a different Tolkien perspective said, on how to present it. When he said, I cordially dislike allegories in all its manifestations and always have done so since I grew old and wary enough to detect its presence. <laughs> so maybe when he was younger. You know, Garrick, I can yeah. tell I can tell wow. when you're just making stuff up, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop reading off the Wikipedia maybe page. It's all fake. Like them. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe he was leaving a special trail. For the super fans to see through the veil, and it's or maybe he utopia. hated them, but he loved writing them because he was a like a, a masochist. There you go. Is it sadist? He was like pinching his nipples and writing <laughs> with the other hand. I hate this so much. Oh, yeah, it feels good how much I hate it. <laughs> uh, so the the background to yes. this story is deep and rich. Well, yeah, there's literally. Well, yeah, you got to read the Silmarillion. No, you don't. First. No, you don't. Don't do that to don't yourself. Do, yeah, <laughs> do that. No, you won't go, finish. You got to no. go through the first two ages. No, seriously, you're you get you get about uh, seventy eight pages in. And you're like, okay, I get it, and it was good. My God, let's move on. Oh man, <laughs> you don't know what the. The aisle that they go to at the end, you don't know what's there. Yeah. Why are the elves going there? Uh, let me tell you, I've every, done a lot of research. Your fingernails are to... six inches long, and you're like, they're not even kicked out of the garden yet? God yeah. dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who we, we haven't even, is. We haven't gotten to the movie, and we're... You don't know who yeah. Ish, what the Ishtari are? We're, there's just so much uh, to talk about with this. But Gandalf. 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 Oh, I guess you Ishtari. do. But you win. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I was just like saying, <laughs> there's just so much to talk about. We haven't gotten to the movie yet. I know, I know. So yeah, the movie was my introduction to Fellowship, my, and I have never gotten around to reading. This is my introduction Actually, really to fantasy? I don't know. That's true. I may have read it after I finished Return of the King. So I've tried three or four times because I feel like I've read the story of Tom Bombadil and the bear and all that. Oh, and I don't. Tom know, Bombadil's awesome. I don't know how I would know that otherwise because I know that that's There's, the part of the video you, game where I quit. <laughs> are you thinking about the bear from The Hobbit? The guy who could. Oh, I am bear? thinking about the bear from The Hobbit. You're right. Those two. Uh, see, see, yes, I absolutely did. Nailed it. Okay. I absolutely did. Stupid Hobbit movies. So, Mike, you've only read The Hobbit. I've only read The Hobbit. And you I've, tried to read Lord I've of the Rings. I've got about through, I've, no, I've got through Fellowship probably a third of the way. Okay. Three or four times. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. And uh, it's not for... Um, the lighthearted? No. Not, it's not a light read. Actually, That's, well... It is and it isn't. It's I was deep gonna and long. Yes, yeah. It's... Lighter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, with like the songs, it's full of song. Lord of the Rings. Sure. That's something that is. There's a couple of weird really points. The in Hobbit movies. had all that. I mean, no, I know, I know. But the, in the, when you watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy before the Hobbit trilogy abortion came out, um, <laughs> when it was like, what's every now and then? What's the what's the singing? You know, it actually in the Fellowship, what's that singing? I think it's an actual line. But like, then you get the part like Return of the King, where like Pippin or Mary, or it was Pippin who just randomly starts singing. And you're like, oh, the, uh, awkward. No, he didn't start randomly. 
It was so random. It was out of the. It was dude, dude just it's, random. They it was forced. They just had the cameras the running, dragon. and he just suddenly lit up, and they're like, "Oh!" <laughs> he was forced to sing. Well, yeah. So he was under the service. So my that point being, when you read exactly. the books, it's almost somebody singing every three pages. There's like a song every three pages, and I'm like, I really wish I knew what you have to have traveling to put songs. To. They didn't have. Cell phones back then, they couldn't. Like, yeah, dude, you had you had to. She'll, she'll be coming yeah, around the mountain your way to. My point. My point is, had a guy named Bard, but he although didn't it's so an big and so long <laughs> and so. Uh, all right, I gave you guys a minute, and nobody said it. And it's so big and so long, and also so, so she's uh, had, hard. There you go, and it, there's a lot of depth there. It's almost like. This is such a, I don't know the point in making this comparison, but like Terry Pratchett, you know, or Douglas Adams. When you read mm. Terry Pratchett, Douglas Adams are very wordy, but even though there's but a lot of words there, the point they're making they're is almost always very simple. Yes. Amen. It just, it, right. it's like you got to follow them around the corner and around the bend and oh, there's the punchline. And line. I have to admit, going into fellowship for the first time, I was expecting really super dense and yeah. like like hard to read. The difference and is really this wasn't. guy's describing orcs and dwarves and uh, hobbits and stuff to people who at that time had no nothing clue. to go right. on. Sure. Well, the I mean, it starts out light because you, you're starting uh, with these hobbits. And yeah, these, these right. hobbits are ridiculous characters. No, yeah. no one would write these hobbits as being... I love that proud feet guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would never He's write the them best. as being proud the heroes feet. of an epic fantasy my story. Character. I think mine yeah. too. You know, which, well, which as you them, carry through the storyline, is part of the point. I mean, but. they they live their lives. They're content to just being. They're them, very provincial themselves yes. by themselves, not going out into the world and creating ruckus, which is what makes um, Bilbo Hobbitses. kind of <laughs> odd. Right. Yeah, despite right. the fact that he's very much that way, he went out. He 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 went out one time. To the quickie mart, <laughs> and now he's, he's the weird guy. For yeah, he's years, the weird but yeah, guy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's and everybody the, wants I'm his hobby. Going hole. on an adventure, like to the nth degree. It's the classic hero storyline. You you take the hero who's just going about their life, and then an outsider comes in and and you know makes their world shaken up, invites them along a journey, and they ref, you know refuse it multiple times until they're kind of compelled along into the story. So yeah. it, it follows that classic kind of storyline. Well, actually yeah, yeah. that almost seems like a better description of the Hobbit because in terms yeah. of the Lord of the, in terms of fellowship, Frodo's pretty much like, Oh, what happened? Oh, uncle disappeared. Oh, he left. Oh, that, Oh, there's a ring that needs to be taken into the, I'll do it. Well, he wasn't immediately. I'll do it, but pretty well, quick. The, the interesting thing to Gandalf me, said, this is what you got to do. And he's like, I, he realized he was surrounded by assholes. Well, that's like, fine, also true. I'll do that's, it. Yes. Yeah. Freaking A. I always found it interesting that, um, and I, I understand why they did it, but um, of course I watched movies first before I started reading. Yeah. And um, the fact that Frodo was actually like 60 years old yeah. book before he starts his journey <laughs> mm -hmm. was always interesting Was he 40 or 60? It was probably closer to 60. Okay. I mean, because... The, the part in the movie where it's Gandalf like, like disappears and goes to do his research on the ring and stuff. Oh, is that's like, right. It's like 40 years. That, I mean, it's like, no, yeah, yeah. Gandalf's gone for a long time between like the opener. And, 20 years, yeah, yeah. Probably 20 years. I fell asleep at the library. <laughs> <laughs> they only had decaf. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I always thought that was interesting and that they portrayed Frodo as so young, but 
Yeah, he it really was, wasn't. And it, I know some people argue that, oh, it was a ring that, you know, caused him to be young. You know, okay, Elijah Wood didn't look life. 40 going in. No, he did not. <laughs> but I always argued, I'm like, well, no, that doesn't make sense because Mary and Pippin and, and Samwise, they're, yeah. they're young too. I mean, that's, yeah. no, that doesn't Mary and Pippin in the book were like in their 20s. And so he, this is like old dude. Yeah, going dealing with the young idiots, with these two right. young well, that, idiots. Which that sounds very interesting. Well, and Sam, <laughs> Sam, and which some, is that they did that in the in the movie, basically. Like Frodo's like very taciturn most of the time. Yeah, yep. Mary and Pippin are doing stupid stuff. But at the same at the same time, Sam in the movie is very much just Frodo's devoted best friend. You lose sight of the fact that Sam is almost like Frodo's employee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which well, is what's true. clearer right. in the book. Right. Yes. Well, Sam right. Salmon in in the books is the true hero. Well, I would say well, I don't think anybody who saw the movie would argue get, that Sam's not the true I, hero. We, we won't we, get. We, we won't get, get there. We get the we Return of the King, and Sam is by far my favorite character. But right, it doesn't. You know, and I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to. <laughs> Share the well, well, that was at the end of the movie when you know. Spoiler alert: Frodo's. <laughs> coming away to boating away to yeah. Mordor. Yeah, and peace. Sam's like, nope. I was like, I'm going to drown myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sam, you can't swim. <laughs> I told Mister Gun. Mister Gun, said, "Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> don't you leave him." <laughs> and I don't mean to. I don't uh, so, mean. I'm going to start crying. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they had such good rapport, like the whole cast on this. They really like, did. Yeah, I was talking about the cast for a second. Put these four hobbits together. You could. I'm all right. They're all not tall dudes. All not tall white dudes. There you go. That's all they have in common. What on earth? What what demon was summoned and whose soul was lost to figure out what the four best people to cast in these roles would Dude, possibly they, be? They. Um. I mean, it had a. It was totally serendipity, right? I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, it was. Just, yeah. It was just fate. I mean, Dude, look at all the serendipity. Christopher Lee, his whole life, his dream role was to play Gandalf. Gandalf yeah. <laughs> he was Christopher Lee, who was friends with Tolkien. Yeah. They had all that like that sort of like secret, like British, you know, secret like assassins. Sort of, yeah, secret stuff. assassin information stuff. They were all <laughs> kind of in cahoots with that together. And he's like, Oh, you wrote this? I'll play Gandalf. And then they're the way they went. Oh, Chris, you're too nah, old to play Gandalf now. And he went sorry. and he looks over, he's like, Ian's like six months younger than me. <laughs> and, and Ian's like, shut up, old man. <laughs> and so he plays Saruman and he is the greatest oh, Saruman oh, that could ever awesome. be. I can't imagine anybody else playing Ian him, McKellen as Gandalf. I can't imagine anybody else playing Gandalf. What? I what? The... It can't be anyone else. It's no. perfect. Yeah. Mm. Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Last minute, yeah. they're shooting a scene and no one's even minute. met him. Yeah, I was gonna say every, that he was completely. Last they already minute. shot scenes with Stuart Stuart Townsend. Yeah, I wanna say. Was, yeah, oh boy. I believe Stuart Townsend was was Aragorn. And they'd already shot scenes, and Peter Jackson went. You know, I don't think he's too young. Can we Michael? J can can we can we Michael? Can we get a Michael J. Fox? <laughs> Can we, no. can we can we go this? ahead and, and kick him out? Can we go get can we find a Michael J. Fox? And once they figured out that just meant toss your current actor out and bring in a, a different one. And at that time, I mean Vigo, I mean that this is really his breakout role. Oh yeah. Vigo right. was uh 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 It was kind of a relative unknown yes. at that time. Yeah. 
And also like, more method than anyone in the cast. He's, yeah, he's like sneakily like one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, on the DL. He's not in much, you know, movie-wise, but everything he's in, he's just like amazing. You're just like, man, you're whatever you're doing, it's more real than anyone else. Damn, what's the yeah. one what's the other film that he was in that I it, American Yeah, where he was the assassin. Yeah. Didn't know he was an assassin. Yeah. That was a I don't a remarkably good movie it was, for his, I mean, history it was a, of violence. History of yeah, violence. History of violence. Why was getting Americans? And it was like, um, and he was tagging Jenny. Was, <laughs> was it Jenny in that one? Was it Jenny? No, it was. Uh, who was, who was the lady? It was in that not Jenny. I can't remember anything right now. Give me another one. I need uh, to drink more. She was the girl in. Um, she was the girl in. The, in in uh, what's the? Oh my gosh! I only remember William that. H Macy. Um, he was tagging William H. Macy? No, no I would she, remember that even she more. She was tagging William H. Macy in The Cooler. Remember The Cooler? Oh, yes, Not, I do, but who's yes. in The Cooler? I can't remember <laughs> Other her than name. William H. Macy! <laughs> <laughs> we saw that together at Cinema Center. Yes, we did. Oh, Cinema Center getting two shout-outs. Oh, here we go. American Yakazua, is that what you're thinking of? American what? <laughs> I'm just saying that's what Vigo Mortens has been in. So. No, oh, yeah, but you, yes, yes, Howie, that was it. <laughs> he was in the uh, the road, which was he was amazing in that. And yeah, Green, Green Book, obviously. Hildago. Her H- name Hidalgo was, was uh, Maria Bello. Hidalgo was good. Oh, okay. Maria Bello, underrated movie in history of violence. But- uh, that that scene on the stairs where they're where he's tagging yes. her. I remember being for in my head. I'm like, all right, I get that, that was this, pretty graphic. I get they that this like movie is rated R, other but I feel like we are like in NC-17 territory. It was really close. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, that movie, yes. History of Violence, like the premise was dumb. It's cliche. But it was, it was really good. It, because was, it was a good movie. Viggo Mortensen good. really brought... He brought it, man. Yeah. He, I, I could have gone without the graphic sex. <laughs> and it wasn't even hot. It was just it was just graphic. It was it, yeah, was, it was rough. Right. Well, it was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah graphic and rough. And, it was supposed to make you feel awkward. Mission accomplished. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Did it. Well, nailed it. Of course we had literally great, great Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Ian Holm mm-hmm. as uh Bilbo. <laughs> so. Ian Holm, who uh, recently passed away mm-hmm. this year, yeah, yeah, that's why I watched Alien with my kid. I when the day he died, I wanted to watch an Ian Holm movie, and because I didn't want to watch that Johnny Depp Jack the Ripper movie because it's creepy, <laughs> I said we're gonna watch Alien. And so I told my kid, "Hey, I'll let you stay up late if you watch hey, Alien with me." You want to watch Fifth Element? <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, I yeah. didn't. You totally should have made a I had that. none desire. <laughs> oh my god, <gosh. laughs> not a one. You're wrong. Not even a little. So All right, let's wrong. talk about it's a, it's a, it's a. I don't think we could talk about this enough, but let's talk about Kate Blanchett. I don't, oh, uh, do we Kate have Blanchett's how many podcasts are we doing for this? <laughs> hey, hey, no, hey, she's my girlfriend. Hey. No, no, hey. no, no. She's my wife. um i'm just gonna say this kate blanchett hotter as a brunette i i don't uh, care i uh, thor ragnarok her kate blanchett is a one of the greatest actresses of our time she's great man b a brilliant and witty mind Mm -hmm. c gorgeous even when she's playing ugly yep you know, I mean, she can have an ugly person. She can pull yeah. off ugly, but I know, I know it's her under there, <laughs> despite like, how good she hey, is. I know it's you. And uh, D, not your girlfriend, mine. So no, 
I I am so enamored with her. And like, and looks, I've told my wife, I've told my wife, like, if people got lists, mine is just Kate Blanchett. I don't care how many I'm allowed. Just one. It's just, but but the thing, if you put me in a room with Kate Blanchett, I'm not gonna be able to put a word together. I'm just sitting in the corner right. and like and like smile and cry. That's all I do is just smile and cry. Well, she, and she was just in, too much. And then you put Elfio's ears on her, then I'm done. Yeah, she was, that's all. That's how he's fetish. Right there. She was in Miss America. <laughs> the lady of which I haven't watched yet. Yeah. That's and all. They my, give her their one yeah, ring, and I she mean, turns she, into a super glowy elf monster. Yeah, that is the hottest yeah. super glowy elf monster <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. And terrifying. That's probably the most terrifying of all three films. That's oh yeah, that's the, that's the most part. terrifying moment by far. I agree, and I'm still aroused. It's so not right. <laughs> I don't want to objectify her because there's literally no actress that I have more respect for than her. But I am just it's it's not even it's not even an objectification. It's almost it's borderline like some sort of worship. Like it's just like she is so beyond anybody else in the craft that it's like I'm not even sure she's that beautiful. She just convinces me that she is. Yeah. She's just hey, that's that a good, good way. To, that's a good way to put it because. That's yeah, why there's other actresses that I have more of a crush on, but yeah. Oh, there's she like, is. There's just like amazing. way more Galadriel in the extended version. That's true. You do yes. get quiet a oh, bit yeah. more. What about oh, when man. she's pregnant in that Wes Anderson movie, dude? Oh yeah, the the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, absolutely. And but <laughs> here's the weird thing. Here she's okay. doing that little voice that she does in that movie. It doesn't sound like hardly any of the problems she does. And I'm like, this is off putting. I'm still in. <laughs> Walking around pregnant, doing this little sing song voice. Blah, blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, I love it. I love it. You're the best. All right, so let's take a swing to another side. And what about Orlando Bloom, guys? Orlando Bloom is my second on my list. Probably my favorite <laughs> favorite of his role. Not where I thought you were going. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty man in this movie, man. And he's oh, yeah. doing a lot, some interesting work. I'll tell you what. I didn't know Orlando Bloom before this. And I've watched some of his stuff after. And Pirates came later, right? Yeah, Pirates yeah. came later, yeah. I'm like, man, he plays... The perfect Legolas. Yes. Yeah. But other than I mean, that, now, I'm now mind you, I wish I, had, I, did, I wish Legolas, I didn't see him in the Hobbit. Legolas yes, didn't right. exist in this movie before, or didn't exist in my mind until I saw this movie. So I did, there was no Legolas to to compare him against until I saw him as Legolas, and I've never had any need to question that. And all in reading the books and everything, that's Orlando Bloom in mm -hmm. the role. Oh that's yeah, the way it you're works. right. Yeah, you don't see it as anybody else. Yeah. So you guys might think this is controversial, but. I think the weakest casting decision was Frodo. I Boo. I wouldn't. I would, okay. I mean, okay. Given how and, strong, and, I, and I'm not actually complaining. I'm about with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Actually, actually with you. I, you know, I think he pulled it off sufficiently. Perfect. Yep. As I agree. strong as the casting is, you're not saying much. Essentially, by yes. saying that. Yeah. Um, I would say that <clears throat> that argument could be made. I'm not. I mean. It, it, it may be the worst casting in the film, which again to me says Is almost nothing. Right? Okay. It, because Elijah Wood did great, but you could definitely you could have gone other directions. This is with a directorial or direction type of right. problem. Let me try if, and if back it up. If you can even say it, it's a problem. Yeah, I'll try you know, and back this up by by just saying that he worked for the version of Frodo that was created for these movies. Right. But it wasn't the version of Frodo that I knew whenever I read the books, and uh, see, which and, I didn't have, which I didn't have, and, and not, not like man. grossly <laughs> off of, but it it just um, well, I remember in the extended yeah. edition, or in the uh, um, 
behind scenes stuff, I remember him talking about uh, people telling him, oh, you need like specifically when he was in bed and they were all coming in and uh, like the Nazgul Pippin and and whatever, like like how he needed to do a couple things that were they were in the book and they had to do them. I can't remember what those were. Yeah. But um, so, I mean, he had to be told some of the stuff. So he obviously uh, wasn't super intimate with. The source the material. material. Yeah. Right. I would say that the reason why I think, I, I don't know, I watch a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, but I don't remember seeing anything about this. But the reason why I think Elijah Wood was one of the best people, one of the best. I'm not saying he's the best. I mean, he may be the weakest, which says nothing. But <laughs> one of the reasons why he may be one of the best people he could have selected that role is that Frodo has to, Frodo played by most people, most actors would just be a whiner because he is going through something that is a kind of torment that the audience in no way can identify with. Oh, I'm holding a thing and it makes me miserable and I have a big task. And so all of his torment would just come across as whining. And I think what they had to do was find an actor who can convey with, and I, when I say this, you guys are going to probably think, duh, convey with their eyes enough for the audience to sympathize well, with a, something they cannot perfect, empathize a with. A perfect example yeah, in, fe- in fellowship when they they first they first set out or oh, maybe, I can't remember what this one mm-hmm. was. I was thinking it was in fellowship, but um, they're sl- sleeping and Sam's like I he wasn't going to get any sleep because he can't find a comfortable spot. <laughs> right, <laughs> he kept talking and, and making all this commotion that's, about it. That's all of them, about I think. It. And and Frodo was like, uh, "Me too, Sam. Me too." Like. Yeah, he knew, but he was not going to be complaining. Yeah, you know, he's gonna he's gonna do what he needs to do and live with. Yeah, what he has to live with. Yeah, he does pull off the tortured, sympathetic figure. And part of True. that is that Elijah Wood has some of the prettiest eyes in Hollywood. <laughs> the man has he, gorgeous he, baby blues. What's that? Is no, he he's not on, on my list. list. It takes more than eyes. You got to have an ass like Orlando Bloom. So. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got some of the pretty I mean even like back in movies like uh Huck Finn, The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin, like you wanted to like back scoop him up too. and protect him. Yeah, Back to the Future too. Sure. Naturally, it's yeah. like a baby's toy. <laughs> um you want to like his right. eyes are they there's something right. so soulful about his eyes. Sure. Yeah, and he so I think he a lot with He eyes. he's a very good actor, but I believe that especially when he was a child, he was leagues beyond kids his age. But I think that his eyes made something very special about him that allowed them to convey something with Frodo that most actors, I don't think, could pulled off. The one complaint, though, I have with him throughout all three movies, and, and it's not even him. Again, it's the direction, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is like the, the, the slow-mo stuff. And it's like his torture reactions you know like when he gets stabbed you know mm-hmm. like when he gets stabbed when by he, the he, by the wraiths yeah and when he gets stabbed by the troll is yep. like and when he gets stabbed and, and when he gets stabbed by the spider right right that, it comes it's later like, ah! she, Wait, you, you were expecting him to get used to it after <laughs> <laughs> come on man. A look on his this face is like, the oh, third boy. time you've been speared in the abdomen <laughs> oh geez here we go again but it's just it was the same performance each one of those times it was, yeah it, it was, was it was like, portrayed in almost the and exact the, same and way the slow mo has, that we joke about it has very little stuff. to do with the actor and i i agree yes, it is very much more a direction Right. Yeah, agreed. And I would argue Peter Jackson has not proven to be the most consistent 
really great director. So what about Legolas's best friend in, in uh, Fellowship? Gimli? Gimli? Uh, he's, not, he's not in okay. Fellowship, but <laughs> later on. But Gimli. Uh, John Gim- Reese davies Oh, yeah. John Reese davies when he's not talking about... Uh, uh, like biologically controlling the population. I'm talking about the movies. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. John Reeves Davies. <laughs> if you weren't in Gimli. Indianapolis Comic Con a couple of years ago and heard him go off on a long rant about oh, population boy. control. All right. Good on you. I was not so fortunate. <laughs> uh, he was I, not pro it. <laughs> oh. Just to be clear. Uh, un- I don't think he was. Mm, I kind of It's unclear. Unclear. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, I would say he was an exceptional Gimli. Exceptional. I mean, he played another character in the second movie. The the thing that makes all of these work is the rapport. So you, the yes. rapport between Gimli and Legolas makes yeah, those actors work. Absolutely. One of the reasons that Frodo, the fact they couldn't be any more different in real life or on right. One of the character. reasons that Frodo works is because of the rapport with Samwise, who also you know like the total Sean opposite. Astin. Sean Astin. Uh, name two expressions he had in all three films. Go ahead. It's a challenge. Dumb. Name two. Dumb That's one. <laughs> Frodo, but Frodo. see what I was just saying Sad about face. what I was just saying about uh, Elijah Wood's eyes. The polar opposite of that is uh, is is Sam. Sean Aston. Sean Aston. Thank you. Sean Aston's face. He always keeps a look of simple on his face because yeah. he's only processing what's happening right Which now. Which is perfect for Sam. It's exactly what <laughs> needs to happen yep. because Frodo's carrying the load, if you will. <laughs> Frodo's carrying the weight of it all, so Sam has to focus Shit. on the here and now. And so what you see in Elijah Wood's eyes is exactly what you don't need to see on Sam Wide's face. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect I, I get, pairing. Oh, chills. Oh, you made me do goosebumps. it. You son of a gun, you goosebumps. me. This... The story, even if just looking at Fellowship, because uh, like I said before, I really wasn't didn't dive into the fantasy at all mm-hmm. until this, <clears throat> and this was one of my favorite stories of all time. Uh, even though, I mean, on the the high level surface, yeah, it's it's a hero, a typical hero's journey, but there's so much. But from the modern, it's almost like the father of the yeah, modern versions yeah. of that. I was going to say, yeah, yeah this yeah. is probably yeah, kind of the original version and, of that, yeah. And, and just the characters and the relationships with each other mm-hmm. and, and how they have to go on this ridiculous journey mm-hmm. and and at the beginning, none of them really, you really like Frodo and, and you know, uh, Sam and Pippin and Mary, like, they think we're just going to Rivendell to drop this thing off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this looks fun. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll be back. Yeah. Right. Well, they have They're zero. Going home. It's it's like high schoolers are teaching who have never left Indiana. You know, like their their perception of the world is cornfields they're, they're gonna go on a journey they they don't even know how big this yeah. world is well, it's, a, it's like a typical sam, that is literally sam they're in the field and it's like if i yeah. pick one, one most farther, it's as far from home farther. as i've ever been yeah and we're not that far into the movie no <laughs> yeah. he didn't get that <laughs> just far. started walking you're literally a mile away yeah. yeah and but that's that shows you their mindset at the beginning and and you know their their small little world of hobbiton and and, and you know i I, I don't know. Have they ever gone to Bree? Because they knew what Bree was. Yeah, but that was in the other direction. 
Hobbit, Hobbit's <laughs> I have been there, but I doubt. I don't obviously Sam. Oh, prob- yeah, probably like random traders. Well, well yeah, I wouldn't have put it past Mary and Pippin to sneak out to Bree before. But everywhere you went, yeah, they're always like, "Oh, a Hobbit!" Like, yeah. this is very odd. Actually, in Bree's, the one place where they were totally fine with it because they knock on the gate and the guy opens right. the top little window and then went right down and then the... goes down to the cause just in case it's a Hobbit. Oh, hey there, little <laughs> monsters <laughs> or dwarf. It could be a dwarf. Yeah, well, dwarfs aren't that short. Dwarves are just short people. Well, but they'd be in between. They so don't get out really of their mountains either. Anyway. They, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. they stay in their mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so Bree is, you know, the closest to Hobbiton. Right. That, yeah. So, but yeah, I don't think we see any other Hobbits in Bree that whole time, but apparently they're, you know, used to the lot being around. That's, you know, I mean, this is a, a great, like, I'm just thinking about this, like, onboarding for, like, these fantasy, because it starts off slow. Exactly. Like, you're mm-hmm. in this provincial place, and then it gets a little bit, tiny bit crazy. If you use the word provincial one more time, I'm going to start singing bonjour. <laughs> I mean, those, <laughs> ring ra- those ring rays are pretty terrifying. Oh, yeah. 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 I still get a little, like, <laughs> Those are awesome. Well, and, and you got introduced to that story again on the flashback at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So, when, so you know that's just you like them creepy again, old ghosty yeah. king dude. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Nine and that yeah. adds because it, it's and, not yeah. just like, oh, there's these demons and we don't know. Like this is what humanity. Can these are become. people who that's can't one die. Thing, so yeah. the, like, even this, this is what makes a good fantasy. It's it's it, yeah. it's human. Well, oh, they can. You die. know, like you, you're taking all <laughs> so, these weird yeah. creatures and adding them to it, but. At its core, you have to realize, like, this is a relatable story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and to well, add to what you're saying, I mean, the whole idea that, um, I mean, there's so, I mean, these these books are so dense. Yeah. With so much information. Yeah. And I really feel like um, they did a great job, Peter Jackson, the production yeah. crew, whatever, oh, yeah. of of introducing the essential information, right? Well, yeah. Well, they I made mean, you feel that it was deep even without saying it. You knew that there's a lot of context there. Because to what, what you're just what you were just saying about the Nine Kings, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> from day one when I saw that movie the first time and they, you know, we see the opening sequence with the history. Right. And then we see the wraiths. I knew exactly who they were. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh I mean, yeah, there was no, there was no there question. Was no, yeah. like I didn't have to see it five times to. Fi- oh, that's yeah. that oh, guy. Oh, Gollum later says it's the kings of men. <laughs> right, okay. Right. Well, yeah, well there's mean, one. There's with uh, um, Aragorn. There's there's one uh, scene later on where he's talking about to Frodo and the gang. Yeah, that he kind of explains a little bit more about the ring race. But yes, right. But it, yeah, you little, do. just to get a little bit more depth. <laughs> right. to it, and but, that I, part of why the ring race are so scary are the same reason why so many of the villains and there are so many in these books are terrifying is that Sauron himself. And and I'm, and again, screw the expanded Hobbit fiasco, but in the Lord of the Rings, Sauron is kind of a red herring for all intents and purposes. He's the son of the devil, right? Right. Um, okay. Morgoth. Yeah. I know. I know that was coming. (laughs) So let's get it right. So, but is Sauron is not whatever obstacle or villain they're facing at any given point. Right. They never battle Sauron. Right. It's always his minions. No, but that's where I'm coming from. Every minion Sauron has is a corruption. Well, so like, okay, all the way from like Saruman gets corrupted by looking that through that ball or whatever gets corrupted by Sauron. Uh, The Urukai are are elves who were corrupted. No, orcs. 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 Well, the the evil orcs are elves who were corrupted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Urukai are a cross between orc and goblin. 
The evil. Oh, okay. The evil is power. That's the thing. So, and they show it to you all the way down to Galadriel with her doing her scary witch thing. <laughs> you get Elrond getting the look on his face, like oh, we gotta get this thing out of here. Uh, Gandalf is saying, saying, "I dare not even touch this thing." You know what I mean? Because what what he's illustrating to you is that you know, for almost everybody in this world, is one step away from being the villain of the story, even Bilbo. Right, because mm-hmm. so, he's what he's trying to make it very clear is that this is so hopeless that it actually depends on just this dude and his buddy getting the job done. Because no one else is fated to be able to do this. Everyone else, even Gandalf, even Gandalf that knows opening. if he touches this, he's effed in the B. Because he has power already, and to, and, and, yeah. and, and this well, just type that, of power just that scene and at Bilbo's uh, the, oh, house, you know, a, after Bilbo leaves, oh, that's leaves yeah. and Frodo, uh, you know, offers him the ring. Mm-hmm. I offer this to you now. Yeah, and he, you know, he says. You know that I would take this don't ring and use it as yes. Don't tempt me. Don't you know I would use me. this a, oh. as a desire to do good. Yeah, I'm you know. Again now. But I know but that through it I'd be doing evil. Right. <laughs> and 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 that's it's every such a every story. person in the story. Everybody who goes bad. That's why the ring race. They're just kings of men who they got. You know they got a candy gram with a ring in it. And went this is sweet and oh now I'm enslaved for <laughs> yeah, eternity. Right. <laughs> you know I yeah. mean that's literally a golem. Yeah. My God, golem's golem's uh, whole story. An extremely is sympathetic that. figure. Yeah, is, it, and, and, and that's the thing. You get the different. You get the people who could be villains but are just barely not. You get the guy who's a villain but wants so badly not to be anymore you get the oh, guy who was the hero of the world and is now one of its worst villains saruman you know what i mean you get the whole spectrum of how power corrupts across every minutiae you know a- all the way to like you know especially boromir who's just like mm-hmm. oh the good oh i don't understand boromir. that but the good i could do well, also oh, sean b yes I was gonna bring him up, but yeah. <laughs> well, well even even the landscape. You see, you see how the landscape is corrupted by power. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we're talking about casting, I I want to throw in one of the best casting decisions was New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yeah. Because yeah, New Zealand was great as background drunkard number three, and I appreciate <laughs> that about them. <laughs> no, that's true because yeah. it's so exotic in terms of. But they had lots of variation. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, the the world the didn't really know New Zealand at this point. That maybe is, <laughs> that's maybe a little over. Peter Jackson to say. discovered New Zealand <laughs> in well, 1995. No, New Zealand truth, definitely. Truth to what you're saying, uh, yes. definitely for people who have to fly that far came. Onto the radar of oh this is a place I want to visit like but now they want all the the travelers out <laughs> yeah they're kind of like getting done with it right now they're like all right COVID get out of here <laughs> but yes boy yeah, yeah, that, that part where is amazing um Frodo falls down when they're climbing the mountain in the snow and his you know the chain falls off his neck and Boromir picks it up oh yeah uh, that's like one of my favorite scenes where he's like. Why do we have to suffer yeah. for something so small? Yeah, and it's it's just that I I mean it's it goes to show like how much he does much. He he it, almost it doesn't works. believe in all the hocus pocus, yeah. you know, which is why true. he doesn't it's understand. Absolutely true that yeah, everybody's suffering because of this t- 
tiny little thing you can keep in your pocket. Yeah, which is but, exactly how but, it's done the damage that it's done, and all the, the other rings have done so, the damage yeah, that exactly. they've done. Exactly. It's so yeah. it's so tempting because yeah. it's just a matter of putting your finger through that. But hole. that's the dichotomy. He it's says that using it the way it was intended is just putting it on, and that's and then you're good to go. But yet he wants yeah. it. Yet he yeah. wants it. Yeah. And he thinks, you know, especially because men, I mean, at this time in the history of Middle Earth, yeah. you know, men have fallen in, from grace and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. We're in the third age, by the way. <laughs> and that, you know, he's, Boromir sees us as, a, you know, we can use this. Yeah. You know, we can return to the greatness that we well, and we, we, we find out later that he was specifically sent there to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Liv Tyler is Arwen. Do you guys, Garrick, I'm 95% sure I first saw this movie with you. Josh, were you there? Did we all see it together? Uh, I think so. Do you guys have any recollection of what I said the minute Liv Tyler's face came on screen? Lips. I went, oh, here we go. I hated Liv Tyler. And anything I'd seen her in, she was just a whiny chick that looks half like uh, Steven Tyler, which is not a plus me even though i do i do yeah, like and you were completely wrong and then she started speaking and i was like whoa where's yeah, the got- where's the whiny live tyler and then she comes out with this and i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. she started <laughs> yeah. casting that elvish horsey water spell oh, man. Yeah. I, oh my god i recently god. learned that when steven tyler saw the movie for the it may have been at the premiere i don't remember the story but from live tyler's mouth steven tyler saw the movie and said Wow, that was really great. Who did your voice? <laughs> wow. He didn't even know it was his own daughter. Wow. She thought someone would dub the lines because she was doing, she just felt, I don't think Arwen would sound like that. She would sound like she would have a throatier, stronger, mm-hmm. and yeah. just trained her voice to do yeah, that. And her, that turned me around line, on line when she's introduced. When she, Frodo, no! Uh, what no? What's this? A ranger caught off oh, his guard? Right. Yeah, I'm like that's whoa, right. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I, I just flabbergasted with with her performance being the polar opposite of what I come to expect from her. And I've never disliked her since. I haven't really seen her in much since. But I've had just just a one eighty totally profound respect on how she approached that role. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She and was- she's got kind of the. It's weird because even though she's got Steven Tyler weirdness in her face. Some dudes think she's hot. I'm like, whatever. You know, uh, I've never like I just I feel like she looks too much like Steven Tyler to even entertain it. But that kind of that kind of otherworldly weirdness is yes. perfect. Yes, right. As yeah. this elvish, you know, quote, Same unquote, with, princess. Uh, who's who's Elron? Agent um, Smith, Agent Hugo Agent Weaving, Smith, Hugo Hugo Weaving. Weaving. Same with him. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he's got an otherworldly <laughs> appearance to him. Yeah. So. They, the, well, the casting they, yeah, of the you, elves, and well, even Orlando Bloom. I mean, he, you know, they all got foreheads for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, the, the different species, you look at them and you know, like you know, an elf. An it's elf not immediately. It's not like Vulcans, where it's like, oh, we, you know, we gave them a crew cut and long ears. Nice like elves. they, they did. They went the extra mile to find specifically the wood elves. Have yeah. specific you know looks, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Rivendell elves have specific looks, but it's subtle but recognizable. Yeah. Oh man, this which movie. now I'm realizing as we're talking about this that the woodland elves all are blonde, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, I I believe they're also <laughs> sh- shorter in stature. I believe Legolas is a Merkwood elf. Yeah, I thought he was part of the woodland. 
I mean, yeah, that's that was of the yeah, woodland realm. Yeah, but Mirkwood is a subsect okay. of the yeah. woodland right. elves. There's a yeah. whole thing. If you read the Silmarillion. <laughs> There's a whole thing. It's a thing. Hey, <laughs> when you get to chapter 976 of the Silmarillion, you're halfway there. <laughs> Does everyone have uh, what they would say would be their favorite part of, of the fellowship? fellowship? And my axe! Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> I like when he tries to slam it with his axe and it just explodes. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? You just like every time Gimli falls down. Fat people yeah. falling down just yeah. always yeah. makes you laugh. Guess what? The, guess what? My favorite part in the next movie is gonna be <laughs> Gimli falling off the horse. You know what? Yeah. Probably Boromir's redemption, man. At the end of the movie, yeah, that yeah. might be mine. Defending Merry and Pippin, mm-hmm. yeah, taking those, taking the arrows, yep. arrows. That was pretty. That's oh, it's with the mu- the <laughs> way mean, the music. I mean, it, it did go yeah. slow mo. It was but slow-mo. also, but, also yeah, but the it, music it cuts worked. down real low to make you f- hear the the the. Yeah, you know, and just yeah. even the creak of you know. Oh yeah, as the, the, the orc, all oh, that sound, is, that creaking oh, sound yeah, yeah. is maze balls because <laughs> it's just this like long drawn out, <laughs> and you're just like, oh come on, just do it, Not another just one. do it, you behold. Well, it was it, it was the perfect redemption for his character. Yes, yeah. yeah, his redemption. Yeah, that sticks. That's with good. Me. Mine is the. Uh, the showdown with uh, the Balrog. Uh, oh, I, I don't want to say that's mine, but it, it is mine. Fly, you fools. It's, Fly, yeah. you fools. And it <laughs> would, Which everyone <laughs> remembered as run, you fools, yeah. after the movie came out. The whole... it, would not be my, it would not be my favorite if, if it had gone differently. Yeah, if Two Towers did not start as Two Towers started. Yeah, but it had become my favorite because it is, it's like instantly Gandalf knew they were fucked. You <laughs> shall not pass <laughs> was not in the script. Yeah. And that he was, was trying, that was he Ian. was, that he was Ian? sacrificed mm. himself completely knowing that's, that was probably what was going to happen mm-hmm. to c- help them continue on. Well, yeah. It's, but, it's the- but, but the fact that he arose three days later after the sacrifice <laughs> had nothing to do with, because Tolkien hated he allegory. Hates, allegory. He hated allegory. it so much. Yeah. <laughs> like a passion. Okay. But, but the disheveled look that he gets. Yeah. Then when he's hanging on to that. And Even when he says "fly," the the, the percussiveness, the sibilance of the "f" makes his hair fluff out. Yeah. and so, he was he was hanging on. He still could have hang on, hung on until they got to save him, but he knew they didn't have time. Well, the fire whip around his ankle kind of had something to do with that. No. A little bit, <laughs> but the the whole couple tons of the whole minds of Moria is you know from the moment that the male you know the gets pushed down into the pit and. You start hearing the, all like, the skeleton in the chainmail. Like, just echoes for about a minute now. Yeah. <laughs> the looks on their faces so like, that, full of oh, took, yeah. right? oh that but, that's but then, but then you yeah. start you start hearing the sound in the background and you're like, oh. I'll say I'll go ahead and say it. Like that. That's my favorite part is how Gandalf hates Pippin so damn much and wants to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's my like. He seriously is like, you know, if it it wouldn't look like me kicking a child's ass, I would kick your ass right now. Like Gandalf, Gandalf, wise otherworldly being as he is, just wants to beat the ever-loving piss out of Pippin and then beat Mary with Pippin's body. It's just, he hates him so much and I love that. <laughs> Actually, in that same scene, I love when Bormir goes out in the hall. I can't even remember why. Um, and then sees what's going on and then pulls the door shut and he looks back at, at uh, Aragorn and is like, 
Yeah, they have a cave troll. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. Spoiler alert, everyone. They've got a cave troll. That's me. That's me doing Ricky Gervais as Sean Bean as Boromir. Perfect. You're welcome. Nonchalantly closing the door. Yeah. And I, I guys, guys, guys. Even that's even though that's one of the most effects up, you know, scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. That's fucking frightening. Oh yeah. Dropping the f bomb here. When the the cave troll's whipping the chain around, and oh yeah, and in in the hammer, and you're like, whoa, yeah, yeah. and like, Hell. and the thing is, the way the camera is using the columns around the outside of the set to mask some of the things, yeah, right. But it's serving dual purpose. It's allowing them the freedom to stage things at different times and points sure. and stitch them together. But it's also making you feel like you're in the room trying to mm-hmm. run and get away, but you also aren't sure of exactly what's going on because your view keeps getting obstructed. It was. Normally, that's, that's that kind of stuff I hate because it's done poorly. I feel like, all right, I've it's too chaotic, but it was the perfect. Well, chaotic. it wasn't shaky cam. It wasn't shaky cam. Thank God, it was not yeah. shaky cam, and it was creative use of what they had, which to is do what they needed. What to I do, loved yeah. about a new hope. I mean, going to Star Wars here, but what I always loved about well the original trilogy as a whole, mm. you know, with Lucas is because he knew his limitations back then, and then back then. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, use creative techniques, and I mm-hmm. feel like they did that in this movie. Yeah, I, I, I have to bring up another one of my favorites because I kind of forgot about it until just now. <laughs> is when they're in Brie, and um, they come in points. They come in points. <laughs> they come in points. <laughs> I'm getting one. I thought that I, I was just going to say <laughs> that a while ago. I was like, no. I know it's like they, I'm getting one. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> But Baggins, when, yeah, right over there. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> you've, you've got these hobbits. You have Sam and Pippin and Mary charging in this room, ready to take out whoever stole yeah, Frodo. Take out Aragorn, <laughs> yeah, Strider, and, and I'll have you. They they don't care. They're gonna do it. They're yeah. gonna save their friend. Sam's and, got his yeah. like fisticuffs yeah. up in front of him. Someone I'll has have a you, villain. Stick or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was, Candle they had they had no weapons, but they were going to beat the crap out of this dude. Yeah, to save their friend, and I'm like, that's such a beautiful thing. Absolutely, Amen. absolutely. I, I love how so the you know three book three movie series. So we're we're literally talking about the first third, but you think of of the character development just in the first oh, movie. Yeah, I mean, like even even you know you're introduced to this wizard and he's setting off fireworks and it's this silly thing well yeah he's and just then by the end he's he's like king they're sacrificing his life and you go through every single character we talked about well Bor- not I mean, Boromir he, but he doesn't and, go straight from there to yeah. there he also has to go the pack where he's like the odd man out on the council but he finds out that their leader has betrayed them all so he realizes that he's got to even though he doesn't have the character or the or the the what's the word um the reputation to even be able to do kind of thing suddenly he has to take on the fate of the world on his own shoulders and he's not going to be the star of the show he's got to take the fate of the world on so that the guy who really has the fate of the world can take it on and that's just amazing how much it has to even you know gandalf you know thousands of years old uh how how much maturing he does in that way because of that. yeah right to get to the point where he's making that sacrifice yeah i mean there's an incredible so the journey is already huge in terms of what they're traversing and exposing the hobbits to but the journey for each individual character is also, you know, this wh- is, whether it's even just like an elf working with a dwarf or, you know, like. To me, this is out of the three movies. This is the perfect movie. 
I mean, it's it's probably my favorite. Other than theory. the fact that it doesn't have a a, a, a decisive ending. <laughs> That's true. The, it's I mean, only flaw as true. a as a movie. Well, in the Twin Towers is and my favorite. Cody fingers because you know it's it's a it's a big. Saga well, that's why film, I have trouble but... pulling them apart to compare them to each other because the first one suffers from not having an ending. But the the first one, yeah, though, kind of added to what my, you're saying is that you have too. a finite amount of characters mm-hmm. and you know each of them, you know their names, mm-hmm. you know their journeys. It's great. The other two movies suffer from that they're so long and there's so many other characters. Yeah, because it, it expands. And when we talk about Two Towers, this is where it goes off the rails for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. As there's like, there's so many right. and you're just like, your yeah, mind Erwin, Eowyn, Saruman, yeah. right. Sauron. <laughs> you got all these names. <laughs> they all sound the well, same. Well, and, and it's a complete Theoden, story. Yep. Like you said, the Fellowship is formed and disbanded in yes. the movie. Yes, yeah. right. It really is. I mean, even though, yes, it... It's a continuation, but there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to that movie, man. Yep. There really is. And it's a tragedy, but... I didn't see my favorite part yet, you guys. What's that? Well, okay. The whole movie, right? Come on, brother man. All right, Garrick, what's your favorite part? When uh, Sam and (laughs) Frodo are sailing away, and they're like, you're not going after them? You don't intend? He's like, no. They They took our bros, man. We're good. We got orcs to hunt. Yeah. And then, like, the look on Gimli and, and the Legolas' oh, face good is stuff, yeah. They're like, yes. oh, yeah. They look at each other like, yeah, let's go. And that's when the Chemical Brothers up. song starts. Let's go find some orc meat. Yeah. Yeah, those three traveling together. Well, we'll That's next that. time, we'll yeah. And we're gonna tie off this time. We're gonna quit gushing all manly all over this uh, manly squishy all over this film, uh, so that you can wait to tune in next time. Where we're gonna talk about the two towers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, won't you please join us on Discord where we will talk about, especially Howie. We'll talk Lord of the Rings all day long. Yep. Uh, yes. Go to betterkind.com and we find the link to, to our a, Discord channel. You gotta channel. make a separate room for that. <laughs> yeah, Lotro L- 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 Talk. Or not Lotro, that's Lord of the Rings online. Yeah, Lotter Fodder. Uh, and or join us Lauder. Join us on the Discord. Also, wherever you get the podcast, if you would, go and give us a nice little review so we can reach more listeners just like you. We're on Twitter at FlyCasual1138. Kinda. Twitter sucks. Uh, especially every four years, it we sucks post worse. Our episodes there, we do, we do. You can follow it there and get a little update, a little update of Rooney. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still on there occasionally, saying a few things, yeah, not H- hating myself yeah. for it. Yeah, you so, should. Yeah, it's awful. What a dumpster fire! My God, I just retreat Funko to win free Funko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Garrick's just using it for financial gain only. Attempted I, financial gain. One of these days, I'll win. One of them. One of these. <laughs> you just wait. Well, if you Henry bought stock, Iggins. they'd be give, they give you one every week. So. That's true. But in the meantime. What? We're going to tie this one off so that you can look forward to next episode. I'm Corey. Over there's Josh. We've been talking about fantasy, but it's been real. See what I did there, guys? <laughs> you get it? Wow. I, just yeah. you looked, I was wondering why he looked constipated head. for the last 11 just, minutes. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's Mike. I Mike have, not, I've, just, I've got notes. I had a few others I could have chosen from. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike. See ya. See ya. Oh, there's Howie. I don't know what to say. Oh, there's Garrick. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, more like Lord of the Wings. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I get it. In. And yeah. my jelly. We need to copyright that. Can you believe it? <laughs> Good stuff.
They have a cave troll? 